Welcome to RPG Cast episode 664 for the week. Don't you look away from the camera, Eclipse. You're on camera. You don't just get to say, oh, you're boring to me, Daddy. I'm not paying attention. Come on. He is a cad. I'm Chris Privetier bringing you the show with RPG stuff. I'm joined by Kelly Ryan. Uh, being swarmed by bats at the moment. Rip Murray. F in the, F oh. in the chat for Murray. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I wasn't even going to bring it up. But nope, yeah, but I got to do it. Like, my cat Murray passed away this week. Oh. I'm sad, but he got sick pretty quick. And yeah, um, not quick. He sucks. was sick for a while. You said, well, well, no, he was slowly yeah, yeah. sick for a and while. And then when and the then cliff comes, a, it comes. Yeah. Yeah. And he All took right. a bad turn and yep. there was really nothing we could do. And yep. losing a pet sucks, but you just remember the time you have with them. And I'm glad you're dealing with it better than when I lost my cats a couple of years ago. Wasn't that also losing like your first kids? I know it was. <laughs> uh, your first kids? How many kids are you planning to lose, Kelly? Uh, <laughs> like, wait well, a I've second. Got, <laughs> I've got Hopefully five left. This is not how this is supposed to work with children. I've been, been kind of keeping an eye on the Humane Society site. Yeah, she, you're already shopping for more. Oh, I, I have a slot open and I can It's like I've got a slot open <laughs> and I've had like my eye on six candidates for a while now. I only have so much room in my heart. I have a slot right now. <laughs> got a slot no, open. My, my husband only it's has the husband so permission. Room. Yeah. And I only have so much permission. Right, so everyone send your cats to Kelly. All right. Joining uh, no, us. I, I hate that shit too. <laughs> oh. I love you guys. I feel so much better now. <laughs> Joining us, uh, the new voice on the cast, Jason Ariola, longtime letter writer. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate You're welcome. It. Thanks for being so, on. Absolutely. Per- purveyor know. of podcasts. Purveyor about of podcasts. video game movies. There you go. <laughs> Don't remind me, please. <laughs> <laughs> what is what what? Have you been I, uh, watching <clears throat> podcasts about pixels or something? I, I well no worse than that unfortunately. What? <laughs> um, I, 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 yeah, I, I do a podcast where uh, we are going through every single video game movie ever made, and it is a um, arduous journey to uh, put it mildly. Where, where can folks find that show? Uh, that is on uh, my website at uh, gamesjunk.net, or you can go to all the podcasting sites. Gamesjunk.net uh, sounds like an illicit website. Well, you know. The, the idea was I started with uh, two two friends and uh, their names were Greg and Ariel and I was like well how do we how do we what do we come up with and we just sort of came up came up with a uh, games and junk for our initials basically and that's the uh, ever so clever uh, origin story of the website games so, and junk dot net All yeah right. and it's called multimedia failure oh polymorphic content failure is what it should be okay <laughs> <laughs> oh everything everywhere all at once is a video game movie. We uh, we take a break occasionally. Because, okay, uh, all right. I'm like, we, what? Yeah, what? Every, yeah. every six months we take it. We take a break because, uh, dear God. Um, oh, <laughs> when you're covering such hits as Silent Hill Revelation, I can see why you might need that. <laughs> oh, that's not even that bad compared to some of the shit we've seen. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. No. The, uh, stuff we've seen. Oh no. Oh. Uh, I was gonna, are you going in chronological order, or are you just picking stuff? Have you right? done um, both Mortal Kombat's? Yep. Have you done all three? I guess there's three now. Oh. 
Have you done all three two. Mortal Kombat's? Actually, we did. Actually, there was a an animated one we covered too. That was um. Uh, <laughs> really, really. All right, enough said. <laughs> Summarized. Like, I, really, I, I don't want to ruin my day by thinking about video game movies. Please. <laughs> no, this is great. All right. Also joining us, finally back on the show after house hunting for seventeen years, dragging his cat across the country, Josh Carpenter. Hey there. It's all the way from DC to Alabama. That's not that far. It's long enough, Kelly. It's long enough. Okay. Oh, I've been trying to figure out how you got to 80 movies and it, you cover the Pokemon movies. So now it makes uh-huh. sense. All right. Oh, there's there, not including the Pokemon movies. There's there's a lot still. <laughs> you get the Street Fighter movies. I'm sure there's a couple. Do you cover of like the ones. Japanese Phoenix? You do. All right. Cool. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Animated and live action, right? Yeah. I, you know what? I the uh, the animated thing is a is a TV series, and that is not oh, a purview. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. Got to have the rules. Yeah. Oh, you're going to end up covering that animated Darkstalkers show at some point. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of YouTube poops about that one. This has not been a this has not been a good year. I turned forty. I moved. I I lost I lost my very old cat. Please don't remind me of all this stuff. I'm going to have to watch um, for that mm-hmm. show. <laughs> Hey, just remember, Rampage was a lot better than it had any right to be. Uh, yeah, 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 it did, which was really, really weird to think about, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> it's like, why is this not terrible? This is weird. Well, if you ever need a palate cleanser, you have more than my permission to come on backtrack and talk about good games for a change. <sighs> I think you guys should have a rule where every ten episodes you have to do Spirits Within again. Oh, God, no. <laughs> And again, sadly, not even close to anywhere near the worst we've seen. Oh, Just really? Kind of oh. dull and lifeless. Well, I guess yeah, Mortal you, uh, Kombat Annihilation. The, uh, I don't know. Yeah, if you go to the uh, most recent episode that we did on video, I put the uh, I have a list of all of the stuff we've seen up to that movie, and that's the uh, order that we've ranked them. Oh, look at that! Okay, I, you I like Resident Evil One? Movie. That's weird. Okay. I, I still argue that Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, is a much better movie because it's at right. least enjoyable. All right, Mortal Kombat 1 is top a... five. You've passed the yeah. test. Yeah, Where's yeah, Mario right. Brothers? Which one? The animated one or the... Uh, no, the or fucking the, uh, live, live action, action one. one. The good one. The the Bob Hoskins one. Which you know, Oh, it's I 25. Kind of... Okay. I mean, I I, that's not too bad. <laughs> it's I legit like that movie. It's corny, but yeah, I, I like its kind of cyberpunk interpretation of the Mario world. I don't mind it. All the these Pokemon, it, though. All <laughs> so these like, Pokemon movies are just clogging up your list. You gotta throw yeah, those well, out. You know, you, anime <laughs> was a mistake. Oh uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, hey you, you get to Sonic and Sonic Two eventually, and those are pretty. Good. <laughs> I live right in the middle of the list. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was terrible. See, the, uh, the the reason why it's in the middle is um, Vanessa, one of my co-hosts on there, uh, she has a uh, she has a thing for The Rock, but he's skinny Rock. He's tiny Rock. He's oh. not huge and muscular yet, so she's kind of like, eh, he's okay in this. Right. <laughs> rock the worst movie? How big he is. You know. Postal. <laughs> wow. That was uh, likes- the... Postal was the one where we decided that uh, we're no longer doing Uva Bowl movies because um, oh he's, oh he's he's a terrible human being. Um, so. That's not that's not fair though. You you are protecting your your mental safety in a way that is not okay. You can't you have to include the Uwe Bowls. No, I'm I'm with Jason on this one. No? I, I think they should. Not. We watched like four of them. I, they're, they're they're all at the bottom of the list. I have I have a I have a question for you. Why is Dungeon and Dragons not on this movie? 
on this list? Uh, when did that come out? I don't think you've gotten to it the yet. The 90s? Jason. No, it, it, was, it came out the same year as Lord of the Rings. Was there? I may have missed it. I uh, was going off a, a Wikipedia, you know, the uh, eternal source of uh, 100% accurate information of so, the video game movie list. So here's so. the thing. Mm-hmm. It may not come on a video game movie list because it's technically a tabletop game. You know what? Maybe that's why then. That's why. There we go. But like the idea that it doesn't belong in this company is ridiculous <laughs> to me because it is it is right at home on this list, if you ask me. Uh, Should our question of the week this week be what's your favorite video game movie? You already answered like it. The top five here to cover them all. <laughs> Uh, the top it ten, is a rather. List. Uh, look at this top ten. Number one, Resident Evil. Number two, Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. I'm gonna just ignore that for a moment. So, number three, Silent Hill. Number four, Mortal Kombat. Oh, excuse me. Number four, Mortal Kombat. There. Uh, number five, Street Fighter, with you know Raul Julia. <laughs> that does not belong at number five, but I also understand why it's at number five. Number it's six, fun. it's at least fun. <laughs> Resident Evil Extinction, followed by Rampage. Followed by Pokemon 3, the Entei movie. Followed by Pokemon, the, the movie 2000, which has everybody Pokemon song in the credits, I think. Um, and then Ace Attorney, the Japanese <laughs> live action film. All right. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> I, uh, I I feel like I've dominated this conversation. I'm sorry for bringing <laughs> yeah, up the movie thing. Fine. <laughs> It's the most fun we've had in weeks, Jason. You don't understand. (laughs) Uh, Just revel in my torture. Um, Yeah, I'm actually recording an episode tomorrow, and it's a Halo 4 uh, forward into dawn. And woof. Again, woof. (laughs) Frog says, it's cocaine-filled Van Damme. It deserves number five. Absolutely. (laughs) I love how stupid that is. Like, every Van Damme movie is a video game movie, really, when you think about it. Yeah, when you boil right down to it, it is. I'm curious, have you watched Advent Children yet for this? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't was, rank as high. We were, we, were not, we were not kind to it. Oh. It's oh. better than Spirits I, Within, in my opinion. Um, we liked, or we liked uh, the, the animated movie uh, for Final Fantasy. What was that? Which uh, one? The, the Final Fantasy V one? No, the uh, no, no. There was a uh, Final Fantasy VII animated movie. It was like an OVA, basically, but we, oh, we count yeah. those. Oh. We like that one better. Oh, you the, have to uh, put the 13 movie in here. Kingsglaive? Yeah. You're going to have to... That's 15. 15. 15, right? Fif- yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You're going to have to put Kingsglaive in. The, uh, All yeah. right. Oh, no. That, that's 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 in there. Don't, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> as long as oh, it's I, on I, the I, list. I, yeah. I don't... I it's don't actually... Want to it's better times. than Spirits Within. Well, that's, Yeah. <laughs> that's, real, that's real low bar. I know. It doesn't have any resolution and doesn't make any sense and is just kind of jumping around all over, but still better than Spirits Within. Probably better than no, it's not better than Advent Children because you don't get a nice Sephiroth fight fight in it. I mean, it's it's I'm funny fine. how much a Sephiroth fight can fix a fix a movie and also <laughs> Tifa punching things to one of the piano collection versions of the Final Fantasy Seven songs. Not, not to mention a badass soundtrack and a very funny ringtone joke. Yeah. <laughs> that villain in that movie sucks, though. It's so oh, no. stupid. He, he does, but that that movie is one of those. I just want to turn my brain off and watch the flashy graphics. And then char- and then characters being way less powerful than they should be. Yep. Oh, and cloud tossing. You can't forget cloud tossing. <laughs> oh, God. 
I tried to forget. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, okay. I don't remember the cloud tossing scene, but I found an artistic depiction of it. Which yeah, is pretty that's good. pretty much it. They, okay. <laughs> did they hook him? But they hook him one yep, by no, one that's pretty accurate. the air. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, at the end, uh, Chris, uh, if you since if you don't remember, then um, they they like one by one fling cloud up, up, up. So it's just so we can attack. Sephiroth was attacking at the point. Oh. I think Probably. It, I think it was Bahamut. Oh, and they had to throw him higher. Oh, everyone was conveniently a level higher, and so they could catch him. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. I'm actually, I'm strangely okay with that because it's visually appealing. I recognize it's stupid. That that movie is pure eye candy and nothing else. I don't even think it looks that good anymore, though. Oh, you're you're right. (laughs) So what does it have? And yet, still looks better than some video games, which I'm going to start playing one of now. Okay, so, what are we doing? What are we doing? Video games? We're doing a podcast. We're doing yeah. a podcast? Games we've okay. been playing. Yeah. I, I think that's how this engaged. works, right? Yeah. It's been a long time for me. I think all of us have been playing uh, Fire Emblem Engage. Have yes, we? Been engaging, haven't we? Yeah, everybody has. I'm so proud. I, Did you I, finish it, Chris? No. Oh, okay. I keep getting to what I did do. Okay, so are we talking about me now? Or we're just talking about engage. We're just talking yeah. about engage. Okay. There's a game I wanted to play, and I've been explained that I'm not a good friend or a good ally if I play that game. So oh. I've been avoiding that game. Oh boy. And it makes me angry because everyone's having a really fun time with that game. And it makes me sad. But I use copy. I I've been told I can buy a used copy when it's nine ninety nine. Ooh, okay. I've been given a very low. There's very specific requirements before I'm able to throw any money towards anything that might be close to supporting that woman. Um, Chris, I, mean, I will go and shoplift it for you. No, no. I've been told also <laughs> encouraging crime to get a copy of that game is not permitted either. No. <laughs> so no, I mean, no gray market key sites, no pirating. <laughs> boycotting a game that's worked on by hundreds of people despite one millionaire feels like cutting off your nose despite your face. Uh, can you please talk to my wife and convince her of that? Because while I believe, <clears throat> while I feel that, she does not feel that. And that's, we're going to have to, yes, please do not support Magic the Gathering. What? <laughs> yeah, it does suck lately too, but. Well, that Is that hurt. what we're talking about, Tim? That's a good or are we talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I definitely oh, don't want to support. Jeez, oh, <laughs> oh, you know right. I did have a little bit of a headache, and that just worsened. It. Uh, sorry, <laughs> it's okay. The latter, okay. <laughs> okay, well, um, uh, you know, mm, I don't want to talk about the the H game. So, oh, ooh, I like calling it the H game though, because then it sounds like a hentai. Uh, <laughs> so you went back to old school MMO. I did, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Fire Emblem. Um, yeah. Because I couldn't buy the H game. <laughs> snicker, snicker. Um, I I uh, said, fine, that I'm buying the... And then the Nintendo Direct happened, which we'll talk about later. They announced Wave 2 of the DLC for... Um, what's it called? Fire Emblem Engage? Mm-hmm. And I said, fine, I'm going to finally get the DLC for Engage, because I feel like I'm missing out, and I want to buy <laughs> something, and I'm, I can't buy the thing I want to buy because it's one terrible person's involved in stuff. So, uh, so I bought the Fire Emblem Engage DLC, which I've been trying to avoid buying. And 
So all that to say, I haven't finished because I keep getting distracted doing paralogs. <laughs> it's what so, I meant so to say. DLC just gives you even more paralogs. It does because you get more and you get bracelets. So because there's only twelve emblem rings, so if you want more emblem things, um, they have to be bracelets they, because they, they they had to add on yep. different jewelry, new, new yeah. different jewelry, new jewelry. Do you polish the bracelets too? Uh, I haven't tried. I bet you do. Wait, you Th- can thank God this isn't a Vita game where you'd have oh, to like rub- oh yeah oh, yeah Fa- brace ring polishing is this game's face rubbing <laughs> if you remember past Fire Emblems yes I do oh boy yeah, yeah so yeah, I just started I'm like an hour and a half in yeah so and there's a there's a specific there's a specific spot oh. on the ring that they really like you to rub oh. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen to look like a cloister does it and when you find that one and <laughs> you can do something <laughs> called. When you do that Sorry, one, Kelly. you can do firm firm polishing. Ooh. And they really like that. Just really. But you don't want a firm polish where they don't like, it. then they just yell at you. No, well. It still no. works okay, but it's not good like like mm, yeah, in the right well, spot. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where I like it. Polish that jewel. Um so they uh oh yeah, so there's the ring polish. Um Fire Emblem Engage is I'm playing on hard classic um, I couldn't get through the early game on um, Maniac or what is it called Maniacal Maddening. Maddening. Uh, I couldn't get through the early game on Maddening, so I had to drop down to hard. Um, so uh, now I'm able to grind and stuff, and I'm doing it because I want to make certain people that I like into these overpowered monsters. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of I'm working my way towards that. Um, I probably shouldn't do that because this the strategy is much better when you don't do that. But um, I'm, I can't help it. I'm addicted. I want to make Jean and Anna into these little uh, units of terror. And well, well uh, that's the weird thing. The the side quest stuff scales with whatever your levels are, but then the story stuff doesn't. I know. Yeah, it is very. Oh. It is hard to grind in a way because it keeps going up. So it's not like I'm not working at it. It's just that eventually. You get you get super strong, and then then you get these units that can kind of walk around the map and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my Spider-Man three finger guns at you and 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 destroy you." And yeah, and and that's one kind of one of the gripes I have about this game is the the customization for just care for individual characters is so overwhelming for me. That I ended up consulting a guy, like, well, one, I ended up consulting a tier list because I have so many characters in my party that I don't know who to use. And then I also consulted a guide to figure out, okay, who who synergizes better with the best emblems and, uh, oh, gosh, <laughs> what kind of skills are optimal and stuff like that. Well, well, and some of this is a holdover. I mean, they have to give you that many characters, Kelly, because if you're playing on Classic right. and... In, in in an alternate universe where people actually let them die, you would need more characters. <laughs> does anyone let them die on any? Do, does anyone know, actually do that? Especially with the not. with the time rewinding. Like, yeah. no, of course I'm not doing that. Wait, yeah. is there time rewinding on that too? Yep. yep. Now yep. it's limited to ten ten rewinds per map. Okay. At which point you just restart the map because I'm still not letting them die, but I will start over and be like, okay, mm. I got to do it better this time. Yep. I mean, this one is weird because it's such a it, – it, obviously, they're th- going back to stuff like Path of Radiance. I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. It has a little bit more of that sort of a feel. Like it doesn't have even, the music of Path of Radiance. No. I would agree with that. 
But it, but it kind of has that. It, I mean, it even has the same setup. Like you know, you've got your character. You're going around all the different countries. You're kind of like collecting some more people as you go along. Mm-hmm. It's just got a much more anime. The, the anime only review I've pl- I've made 11. for RP Gamer is for Path of Radiance. Really, four and a half out of five. It's a good game. It's a very good game. <laughs> I keep wondering, should I've given it a five? Should I've stuck to my guns? So, so like comparing that to something like Tactics Ogre Reborn, it, it, it's it's totally different because you go back to Path of Radiance, and it, that's still a very anime-ish game, you know. Like, um, it, but the 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 anime in that is maybe a six out of ten instead of the eleven out of ten you are in the cage. Yeah, the, the character designs are freaking insane in this game, and not in a. I mean, yeah, they're kind of fun, but the, as an artist, they also make me cringe. <laughs> Kelly, can I get your opinion on the main character's design? Colgate Coon. Um, <laughs> uh, she's very overdesigned. I I miss the simple. Pepsi simple Man. I, I I I chose the male, and I am kind of regretting it. And just the the weird like crossing of the colors of the hair and the eyes. It just it, it does not do me any favors. Like looking at it, I'm enjoying the game otherwise, but it's just like, woof. This is hard to look at. I, from the combat standpoint, I think it's it's a really strong game. Like I'm yeah, I, I'm enjoying I, I, it even more than Three Houses from a combat standpoint. But yeah, the story and the character design and a lot of the a lot of the stuff that goes along with it just eh, you know not as good. <laughs> can I ask you a question? Can I ask you yeah. a question? How do I actually play Fire Emblem correctly, where I'm strategically preparing things instead of just having to go and die things and replay the map after I learn how it's going to go? Well, uh, that if there's any gripe about that uh, uh, that I have about, I had this problem in Path of like, Radiance as well. So yes, I, I mean, like especially the the one thing I have is like when you face one of the boss characters and you don't exactly know what their special move is going to be. Like especially where I've ran into the, I, I you know, like in I don't know where I'm at, like chapter thirteen, chapter fourteen. I've run into a couple of the boss characters who had the uh, the. Uh, archery there's one character and they can shoot like halfway across the map but they tell you they tell you that's coming well well they tell you like they're going to have a special move i guess no they say he can shoot you from across the map did i just miss it yes they they call that out josh were you uh, skimming over the uh the conversations perhaps yeah don't do that (laughs) yeah But that can come as a, like a real rude awakening. Like you got you, you don't you either don't want to have any you know any flying units on those missions, or you want to make sure you keep them way the heck out of the way when you get to the end. I mean, have you been turning on the thing that lets you see the enemy range? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I managed to avoid getting sniped just by keeping. Them I only out put of that. people. Yeah, I, I pulled all my units back once they said that because I'm like, no. I'm not doing this. I'm not losing anyone. Well, the the only problem with that is that the uh, the the big boss, like normally, it uses like a red line to kind of show it, and instead they use like this really dark line. Yeah, I the think dark purpley. Yeah, dark purpley line. And then on one of the maps I was on, where I encountered one of these guys, oh, like no. the floor was gray, and I couldn't even <laughs> see it the first time. I had no clue I was in within range until you know he killed one of my flying characters one of my pegasus knights and it's like oh crap okay we're winding rewinding back there yep yeah the the visibility on some of those maps with that range uh that purple range thing is awful yeah it's, it's just the thing about like fire emblem and a strategy game and like the way the reason i don't think it's exactly anime chess 
is that you don't really know what the AI is going to do. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're on maddening, ironically, because there are certain things that the AI won't do on maddening that it will do on others. So, like, you can actually manipulate it a little bit more on the higher difficulties since it won't attack people when it knows it's not going to do damage. Yeah, um, it's a little bit... I, I haven't totally figured out. I mean, that's one thing about the old games, like the older Fire Emblem games. Man, the AI was just... Would absolutely, anytime it could, go after your weakest unit. It would always target, target and focus on your weakest units, your healers, your archers, that kind of stuff. And if they could get in behind your, your main units, they would just slaughter all your support units. And, this, and in this game, it's it's... They still do that to a certain extent, but every once in a while I can like change the you know, change the way the characters are kind of arranged and then they'll just ignore them. And I haven't figured out exactly what I'm, you know, like what I'm triggering in the AI there to get it to do that. What I've been doing is I've given the main character pretty much all of the stat upgrade items that I find so that she's a powerhouse and then I'll pull everybody out of the uh, range and stick her and just like a tile of the range to attract everybody. And she has so much avoid and defense that nothing can touch her. Marin and Yunaka. They're my dodge tanks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just, just pull and slaughter. And I, I feel like the AI also tends like shining force tends to go for the main character. Yeah, because if it kills your main character, you lose. So, uh, that that that's been my strategy. It's like also, going after John Connor. Mm-hmm. But but also, I find uh, having that ability that you guys were complaining about—the thing that hits people across the map—is really fun when you get it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It's it's one of those uh, great great for me, not for thee. <laughs> Um, I just hit chapter 17. I don't know where everybody else is. Like I said, probably around chapter 14, something like that. Okay. Where am I? I I'm, uh, I'm like four for, or five, I think. I just started. <laughs> I'm yeah. like 19, oh. Kelly. It's it's okay. time for me to do the boat battle. <laughs> oh, the, is the boat battle? The boat the battle. battle people complain about the boat battle. Is it the Y-Griff? Fight this game. <laughs> no, because instead of one guy who can destroy you, it's um, a bazillion units swarming you. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh boy! See, this is why I play a uh, uh, fire emblem on like normal and casual because yep. I get enough of I get enough of the oh god, I get, this is this is hard from Tactics Ogre. So I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna, <laughs> gonna kind of dumb down fire emblem. I'm good. <laughs> just gotta play through this to make my make myself feel like I'm competent at least. I'm the same way. I'm not. I'm too much of a baby for uh, old school Fire Emblem. But plus, you know, turning off the permadeath just turns it into Shining Force, which is my favorite series of all time. No Phoenix in this one, at least. Yeah, that's some that's some hacks when you play a Fire Emblem on Phoenix. <laughs> that's, that's for people that just want to enjoy it for the story and the waifus, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, don't do this one for that. <laughs> <laughs> but Chris, it's delightful writing. Uh, so Cyril's in the chat. I think they must be playing on Maddening because, yeah, I took Yunaka and play, engraved the minus damage plus avoid emblem under her weapon and had her inherit the avoid plus 10 from Marth. My biggest problem with her is keeping her chance to get hit above zero so stuff will actually try to attack her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. The, mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing. I kind of wish I was playing this on hard because I started on normal, and then there's no way you can go up in difficulty. Yeah, you can't go, you can't go up. Go down. Uh, and Cyrell says, uh, I'm kind of annoyed that the skirmishes are disabled on Maddening. My understanding, Cyrell, is that the skirmishes aren't disabled. Just the chances of them popping are exceedingly low. Hmm. Which doesn't really help. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't so grind. So they're just doing it so you can't grind yeah. and get past that way? Yeah. yeah. Which... Grinding on maddening is gonna, like you said earlier, it's it's those skirmishes scale with your level, so it ain't gonna be easy grinding. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope. one could say it would be maddening. Yeah, some of those skirmishes, I just have to be like, nope, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like a dum dum um, because I didn't realize that they took out the uh, random battles in Tactics Ogre Reborn. And I kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, what the hell? I haven't hit a single random. I looked up. I was like, oh, God. They took it out. <laughs> Why oh. they took it out? That's silly. It, because you can go back to training, basically. Oh, okay. But you don't have to just throw rocks at each other like you did in the uh, in the first iterations of the game. So, yeah. It's just, but, yeah, I felt like a real dum-dum that I sat there for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, what the hell? Where's the th- – I'm good to, to Reddit. And they yeah, – sure enough. Um, to the Reddit. So 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 since we have a tactics ogre reborn expert on what what do you, what do you think of the the newest remake of it? Oh, I'm the expert. Okay, well, um, you are so, now. Okay, well, out, out of us, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I I I love it. I'm still a little up in the air if I like the PSP version more or not, though, because you know I that spent two hundred something hours of my life on that one, and it overtook a link to the past as like my favorite game ever. So reborn, I'm, I'm trying to like digest a little bit. I finished the the um the main like the main or not the main. There's three. You know what I mean. I finished yeah. the main story. Got to. I'm working on the second coda now. That I'm going to go back and recruit some of the characters that I missed in the other paths. And I'm leaning towards. I like it a little bit more than the PSP version. My only complaint is I feel like the units are a little bit less customizable because in the PSP version you can learn skills from different classes and then carry those skills that you learn. And when you switch classes and still use them, you can't do that in this one. So I felt like there was like certain classes or class abilities that I would learn from the PS or on the PSP version, bring them over to a character that would kind of help out a little bit more. And then, you know, after having switched classes and in this one, that option isn't there. And it's a little, like I said, there's a little less customization. That was part of what I liked about um, the PSP remake so much, you know, Um, for the most part, I love that game. It's just that the alchemy system in the, uh, PSP version's awful, and it's uh, much, 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 much better in the uh, in Reborn. <laughs> How do you feel about the leveling? Because um, one thing that gave me pause for this newer one is the um, individual character leveling as opposed to everybody getting EXP at the end of a fight. You know, I don't mind the um, – well, because in the PSP version, you would get, like, skill points or whatever. And, you know, you'd also get the experience points for the actual fight, but you – kind of dependent on your actions and then everyone splits the xp in this one i don't i don't mind like are um do you mean like the level cap do i mind that or just the leveling system in general the leveling system in general i i really don't mind it it's something different than the psp version and the original i mean it's a little bit more akin to the original tactics ogre but there's a little bit of um i guess blowback on the level cap thing that people have a problem with i didn't it didn't bother me because I didn't want to like go in so like overpowered with all the abilities you could possibly get because like pretty early on in the uh, PSP version, I would have unlocked like everybody's like highest skills for their weapons because I would just sit there and just do random battles um, trying to get the skills. So it didn't, yeah, it didn't, 
got a little, I don't want to say easier at that point, but it, it, this kind of holds you back a little bit. I feel like this, um, I feel like Reborn is a little bit more in spirit with the original, that it's difficult. I kind of felt like the PSP version was a little bit easier just because you can kind of customize your characters into building around um, what's coming and just kind of making these characters that are just unstoppable. Like um, RCL, the, uh, um, what do they call it, the Lightning God or whatever in um. Uh, she's like the mo- most powerful archer in the game in the PSP version. Like you have to keep her in your party. She is just a mm-hmm. dominating factor in every fight. In this one, it seems like they toned her down a little bit. Like I'm not finding her to be nearly as useful as she was in the last one. So see, that's but, interesting. Cause I thought in the PSP version that the uh, guy with the wings was the most powerful archer. Well, see, I used him for both archery and, uh, and a like close combat weapon this way he could kind of yeah. support archers basically so he could do that wow. and then if somebody started coming up on the archers he could fall back and kind of help them with hand-to-hand combat so he was sort of a um, little bit of like in the middle for me in the um i i, I know the i think i think they're rings but um in the psp version i'm 90 percent sure they took out like these teleportation rings which i gave to my archers in the uh playstation one version and i would just plop them up in places that they could not be gotten to or <laughs> and just sit there and plunk 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 just raining death from above <laughs> i mean that's part of what like i loved so much about tactics ogre was how much the terrain effects like dictate the way you play the battles because there's huge disparities in height on mm-hmm. these maps and you get so much of a huge bonus for your archers in terms of range when they're up high as opposed to when they're lower and it it, it really dictates the way that you actually tackle the maps like like the winged character i can't what is his name canopus yeah um yeah he, that, that's part canopus. of what makes whoa what wait we're naming characters after drugs here <laughs> it, it's part of what makes him so powerful is that like you know if you've got enemies up there like raining down arrows on you from on top of a castle wall you can run them up there and what get in behind enemy lines just dis- you know disrupt all their archers and then like retreat back when they come and start attacking you and that's why I've kept him with a hand-to-hand weapon, too, is because he can go up to the higher places, start whacking them, and all they can do is punch him back, basically, for one damage. So it's just like, okay, well, this, this is an effective thing to at least draw some fire from my mages and stuff as they're trying to uh, not get decimated as they climb up, a you know, like a stairwell, basically. <laughs> and, and there's just a touch of a difference in the way the, the story plays out in Tactics Ogre versus something like Fire Emblem Engage. <laughs> Just yeah. a little bit darker and and more serious and uh, yeah yeah I mean you know never mind that first choice in um or the the choice at the end of the first uh, chapter of Tactics Ogre sort of like really cemented my love for this game back when I was like sixteen. Oh yeah yeah it, it's it's deep and dark and I, I mean you know like playing through this you can see all of the you know, like this one uh, Matsuno was uh, um, he was influenced by quite a bit by the Balkan conflicts, which were contemporary mm-hmm. at the time when he was writing it. And you can, you know, like you can see a lot of the, how, the, how the influence from those, you know, like goodness gracious, the, 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 the long seated conflicts between the parties there kind of play into the way he shaped the world in tactics ogre. Yeah. It gives it so much more depth than just like, Oh, we got to go get the rings and kill the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it does turn into a little bit of a silly thing at the very end there. Like, oh, really? Like, we're we're, we're going into that trope? But okay. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. But other than that, I mean, from almost start to finish, it's pretty much just a political intrigue story nearly. 
I mean, it's the reason why all strategy RPGs up until Disgaea were nothing but political intrigue. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, that's part yeah. of the distinction between like Path of Radiance and Current Fire Emblem. But I think that's part of what Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn were going for. They were influenced by Tactics Ogre and Final Fantasy Tactics. That was them trying to create their, you know, big political epic story. And that's just not what's influencing games right now. And I mean, hey, it's it's working really well for Fire Emblem. They're they're making. You know they're selling tons of games and making tons of money, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize. Yeah, the, I was gonna say they're doing better than they've ever done. So exactly, exactly. Clearly, this is what the world wants. Yes, I the mean, world there's... wants waifus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're certainly doing better than any Shining Force has ever done, and that makes me sad. <laughs> it, it is still kind of crazy that Sega hasn't gotten someone to reboot that with as as huge as Fire Emblem has been. That they haven't taken a whack at that. Uh, they they hung their hat on soccer wars and uh, stayed that sad. way. <laughs> oh. oh, my poor soccer wars. Soccer wars in Valkyria. So long, uh, my love. Yeah. Not, not that I'm saying that either of those games are bad. They have their their, their niche and their fans. I just want my Sega Fire Emblem. They have yeah. their niche, but they 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 didn't sell enough, Kelly. Uh, yep. <laughs> The niche is a little too niche, unfortunately. Apparently. Unfortunately. I mean, and, unfortunately. And oops, all waifus too. I mean, Shining, the new one that came out, Shining Refrain, is uh anime game. Oh, that's right. That's right. I I had forgotten about that game until you mentioned it. That's right. That was the, the but that was still in the action style Shining mm-hmm. uh, oeuvre. Yeah, I thought action games is what well, we do now. Oh well, yeah, they went action and. Those games were very poorly received, even though they weren't that bad. I always I enjoyed one Neo of them was better than, than the other, I guess. Um, I, I enjoyed the Neo games a lot. I enjoyed the Shining Tears a lot. Um, Soul on the Shining Soul on the GBA. The the first one was eh, and the second one was pretty good, but they just couldn't quite hit that mark and. Yeah. Oh, and it didn't help that when they re-released uh, Shining Force, the Dark Dragon on the GBA, that that one sold like crap, too. So. Is Shining Blade part of the... That's that's one of those in the series, right? I think it was a PSP game? Yeah, it might have been. I, I okay. don't know what Shining Blade entailed, though. I, I don't either. Uh, I just um, I for my I don't know if it's retired or not, but uh, my old video game music podcast, um, I stumbled across the soundtrack for it kind of and found out that Hiroki Kakuta uh, did the soundtrack for it and was uncredited in the actual game itself, apparently, because it's not on Moby Games, but the soundtrack release has him credited as the composer. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Hiroki Kakuta joint. I'm listening to this soundtrack. A lot of drums, I bet. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know it, man. <laughs> Um, if if you've ever wanted to find out what could have been, uh, boot up the, the Saturn trilogy. They're, they're actually really easy to emulate now. And some of the stuff that they were doing in that was like, wow, this predated Fire Emblem Awakening by like a decade or two. Um, with, with the support support stuff and um, just some of the interesting strategy battles. Um, I know that there was a couple where you were manning cannons, which reminds me of Shining Force, or no, I'm sorry, Fire Emblem a lot, and it's just like, if, if this series would have sold good, they could have done such such amazing things, and nope, never did. 
Well, well, Kelly, it was on the Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't help anything. Nope, it was, <laughs> it was, it was like 12 of them the sold in the U.S. And, I bought, and I, I'm, I'm one who bought one, but I bought it like it, 10 years after it died. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was on the Saturn, and it was like one of the last things released on the Saturn. So I, I'm sorry. I, uh, I get sad about Shining Force whenever it comes up. I completely but, understand. But Fire Emblem's a nice little successor, even if the character designs some of them make me want to vomit. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I've come to the realization I just have to live with the the the, the kind of anime errata that co- goes on in uh, Fire Emblem, so I get the 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 strategy game. So I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll live. I uh I put everybody in swimsuits just because I thought those were less visually jarring than <laughs> the stuff that they were wearing. But well, they don't wear the swimsuits. They don't wear the swimsuits I in battle. Did not do that because I wanted their looks. Okay. Huh. I wanted them to look like their classes. Uh, something about Chiquita Banana Lady is just like She's how is that best. practical in battle? It's well, I mean if you got hit by those giant things that probably hurt. Or, or Princess okay. with the giant the giant bell dress that's nothing but petty. That's not very practical in battle, but she is a walking casting person, so oh. she doesn't need to move. That's true. I, I'm just I mean, saying a little try, comfort. Try to she run is away comfortable. Oh, okay. <laughs> try to run, run away in a dress like that and see how much you want to have that in battle. And I still think um, she looks like a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, the only other thing I played was uh, Dragon Quest Theater Rhythm because we had a Theater Rhythm backtrack this week, and that particular version of Theater Rhythm was the only one I hadn't played. Um, that that way, Matt wasn't the only one talking about it on the show because he, he had played that uh, as soon as he could. Um, there's nothing quite like holding up your phone to do Google Translate so that you can navigate menus. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, you know, I could have used that when I was trying to play uh, uh, Second Densetsu 3. Yeah, 3. Oh, um, yeah. I, uh, well, I played this very, very early on, and I found a translation for the script online. This was like mm-hmm. early 2000s. And I sat there with my, uh, you know, with my internet connection up, and each line of dialogue click. It's like, okay, so that's what that says. And then click. Okay, that's what that says. Okay, click. And boy, let me tell you, after about five, six hours of that, I, I threw in the towel. I was like, well, I guess I'm just not playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even with my phone, I could never play a whole game like that. Um, one, because the translation is just bare, bare bones uh, machine translation at that point. Um, you know, just trying to equip some of the menu items on my characters in uh, Dragon Quest Theater Rhythm. It's like, this item will increase your poop by 10. Like, what? What? That, that, but that, must that sounds like a bad something. item to have. Yeah, that that must mean some something else. I'm I'm assuming they meant mean de- defense or I don't know. I don't know. I'd I'd have to have my husband look at it because he'd be able to tell me. And even then, if there was kanji, um, he doesn't know all the kanji. So, <laughs> but you can still enjoy Dragon Quest Theater Rhythm on like a hacked 3DS or through other means, um, with a very basic. Like, if you have your phone, you can navigate the menus just fine, and the rest of it is just playing through songs and enjoying the beautiful orchestrated Dragon Quest music. And I will say that they did, they did a really good job of ensuring that um, it wasn't repetitive, because as as you know, Dragon Quest recycles a lot of music. <laughs> That's what are you what talking I was about? about? To- 
That's what I was about to ask. I was about to ask, is this 12 songs just repeated over and over? <laughs> no, it's it's actually quite a robust uh, track list. Um, the, I, a, we um, have 14 re- re- remixes of the dungeon theme. <laughs> I was um, going to say, I, uh, I, noted a uh, bigot and racist uh, not, not have anything to do with the soundtrack, and there was actually some yeah. original tracks in there. No, he was alive when this came out. Yeah, this out, was a bit ago. What, this, which is why we never got it in the U.S. Oh no, I, I'm just saying. Uh, now that he's deceased, like uh, we, we we can speak ill of this dead in his wonderful yeah. Oh yeah, beings. yeah. Um, yeah. Is I mean, did 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 he actually compose new stuff for the soundtrack, or, or was it just uh, well, here's a MIDI version of the same damn music I've been making for the last 25 years? Um, no, it, it was fully orchestrated. And oh, okay. I, you know, all the songs that you know that are repeated, they only did like the, the first appearance of that song. Oh, okay. And any given series, and they really tried to pick unique songs to represent each game. How well did that work, and, Kelly? Did they not style samey? No, I um, I mean, I played through pretty much every track in the game. Is the all so- is the Dragon Quest music all sounding the same? A lie that we've told ourselves. I mean, okay, so and we, we but we go in this in much more depth in the backtrack. Oh, okay. But Dragon Quest. Because it's all orchestra, it's basically like playing a symphony, symphony, and you don't get a lot of sound variety like you would with the Final Fantasy, where you've got the rock-inspired songs, the jazz-inspired songs, the uh, fl- Spanish flamenco-inspired songs. Um, am I making any sense? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy definitely has a most more robust and versatile soundtrack, but. Because he's a better composer. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's, there's no denying that. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, hot, hot take, Chris. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've always said Uematsu could bang his head on a keyboard for thirty minutes and make a masterpiece. But um, yeah. no, uh, th- he's, that he's that would be great stuff. That's how you make Final Fantasy VIII, Kelly. <laughs> There's that sound. There's that the theme. That, man with the machine gun. Thank you. That's fine, but there's the theme that plays on the space station in Final Fantasy VIII too. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the theme. I tried. It's like I tried my hand at remaking a GoGo's theme <laughs> from Final Fantasy VI. Like, okay, well, let's see. Somebody with a uh, no musical inclinations whatsoever can uh, do with this. All right, and, ooh, ooh, oh, oh, put it in the game. All right, cool. <laughs> Mon says, isn't that the Wii Channel music? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, are we finding plagiarism? Except the Wii Channel music doesn't suck. <laughs> I miss the Wii Channel. <laughs> we all do. But, but yeah. Sorry, I was trying to wrap this up, but um, Dragon oh, Quest Theater Rhythm is, is, a, is a decent game. Um, you can g- get it through not-so-legitimate means, though it's not like Sugiyama's going to get any money since he's dead. But <laughs> if you're waiting for Theater Rhythm to come out and you've played the crap out of the Final Fantasy ones, you can certainly check out the Dragon Quest one just for something different. Yeah, yeah, the new re-release of Theater Rhythm isn't is not going to have Dragon Quest get songs in it, right? No, yeah. Nope. Um, they either might make a new Dragon Quest Theater Rhythm, or I don't know how. Because, well, I checked that back. This one only had up through ten. Uh, yeah. Because it came out before eleven came out. So if they wanted to milk that cow a little bit extra, they could make a Dragon Quest Theater Rhythm Plus with now with music from eleven. Hmm. Um. And then have DLC for 12 when that comes out eventually. 
Because that, that was the thing, too. That that particular one didn't have any spinoffs, like st- stuff from the monsters or anything like that, which if if those games even have any unique music, I, I couldn't tell. Uh, <laughs> Always a very, uh, very uh, good way of telling that the music stuck with you is when if it had something unique, I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, I believe Matt said even in his review that he played all the way through Treasures and didn't hear a single song that he didn't recognize. So, so I um yeah. I collect a lot of video game music soundtrack on or uh, soundtracks on vinyl, and mm-hmm. um, I have talked myself out of the Dragon Quest ones multiple times because one they're pretty expensive because they're like they got pressed in the eighties, and two I'm also like I don't know if I really need to hear the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I mean, when I play a Dragon Quest game, I don't mind hearing it, but I don't find myself seeking it out like for the car, like I do with Men with the Machine Gun or yeah. Fighting. I do like or, the Dragon Quest music. I just think we seem to get a new game, and it's a lot of songs from the last few games yep. from the previous games, which just is totally counter to your experience with. I need to play this theater rhythm to understand what these other songs are and that they actually exist. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they don't use them in the new games, I guess. <laughs> no. I, th- I think that they tried to pick a unique song for every game in the series. All right. Um, well, that would mean there's like 11, ga- 11 yeah. songs? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, are you implying he, ma- he, uh, he mails it in and writes one new one per game? I, th- no, that's what Kelly kind of sort of... Imp- I don't know. Well, I, I don't think she's wrong. <laughs> So. I, I, I there's more than 11 right songs now. in the game right kelly can we establish yeah, that all right 11 songs. okay there's okay. 12 songs over, <laughs> over 60 songs from the first 10 games in the main over series. 11 songs <laughs> there it's not there, a lie there is a whole list of them that i can paste in the skype chat you can uh, it's, this it's more you fun to make fun of it without the list yeah absolutely. i know <laughs> all right um, if you want to hear more of our thoughts, you can listen to the backtrack uh, Elite Beat Moogles. That's what we titled the show. It was it was a fun, it was a fun show. I didn't think that it was going to be a very long show, but we got a lot of content out of just talking about game music and mm-hmm. uh, rhythm RPG game. Did Did you know that there was an arcade version of Theater Rhythm? Really? Yeah, I did not. Um, and I feel like that new ver- the new one that's coming out cribbed a lot of the stuff from that one because there's like multi multi button presses and uh, uh, going from track from track to track if that makes any sense. Mm. Uh, look, look it up on YouTube. It looks kind of interesting, but also it makes my fingers hurt just watching these Japanese uh, arcade people play that. Because you know how crazy Japanese rhythm games are. Uh huh. <laughs> I have as seen a guy YouTube. who has no rhythm. Yes, I do. Uh, watching people play pop and music. It's like, how can one human being that's not on speed move that fast? <laughs> that's all I played this week. To be honest, Dragon Quest was kind of passing time in between vet calls this week before uh-huh. we recorded our backtrack. Mm. And, and, and I, I said this on the backtrack. It was like being able to distract myself with something like that was really nice to have. Um, I mean, you all have pets. You know how nerve wracking it is to wait for the vet to call. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, so. Something you didn't have to think about or concentrate and can just like shut off the brain and play. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
so th- that was pretty much all I played this week. I have been like other than engage, I've been getting back. I picked up Marvel's Midnight Suns, the new one from Firaxis, back on Steam sale. And I got it kind of like uh, during the Christmas sale on the sly because Steam does this thing even when even when a game is brand new. If a, a lot of times they'll bundle it with other games from the publisher from a series and then they'll put the the bundle on sale. And so they did this with Marvel's Midnight Suns. They put it on sale. For some reason, they bundled it with XCOM 1 and XCOM 2, just those. And they made it like 30% off. And if even if you've already bought XCOM 1 and XCOM 2, they give you 30% off on Marvel's Midnight Suns. <laughs> That's so nice. it's like so it's like a backdoor way during Steam sales to get like new games that aren't on sale yet directly if you've already bought the other things in there. So when I bought it, it wasn't it was in the oh, what is the middle tier for uh, uh, Steam Deck games, Kelly? I forget it. There's verified for ones that work, unverified for ones that don't. And then the middle tier is um, sort of works yeah 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 it's yellow color yeah yeah it's yellow colored and you click on the list and it kind of gives a list most of the most of the time it's mouse commands or text being too small yeah that that's the typical thing that it is so i knew i was taking i was rolling the dice on like picking it up because i've only right now got access to my uh to my steam deck and so I rolled the dice on it, picked it up, started playing it. It plays quite well on the Steam Deck. The problem I have is about every hour, hour and a half, you'll go in between a cutscene and the regular gameplay, and it just won't. It'll just hard crash the entire Steam Deck. It's not oh, even wow. one. It's not even one where it boots you back to like wow. you know the regular load screen. Like the screen goes blank, and it sits there for like a minute, and then eventually the Steam Deck has to reboot. Like oh, it's wow. hard lock. So, I, but you know, like I, I was playing it over Christmas cause I, you know, I'm in between, you know, it's, I, I was in between games. I was, uh, you know, before, uh, before fire emblem came out, I'm playing along. And the interesting, the thing is, I, I don't know, like if any of y'all played their, their last Fraxis's last XCOM game, the chimera squad that came out a couple of years back, which mm-hmm. was quite a bit different than, you know, the regular, XCOM reboots that they did were, you know, like very big maps and they were very light on the story. They were very much about like, you know, you're fighting off the aliens and there would be a handful of story missions, but most of them were just procedurally generated and you would have your own little team of people that, you know, you'd have your sniper and your, you you would build up your team. You would get to name them, you know, name them after dead presidents or whatever. And a big part of the story was just like building your own story. You know, you'd have your sniper named Abe Lincoln and he would bail you out all the way through a blinking and then he would you know like he would get killed in like the next to last mission before you would go to take out the alien base and you're like no Abe, no <laughs> but it's, in the back it, of the head what a, it, how ironic i know but but it was you know like it's it, it, the gameplay and um, immersion in that in those games was fantastic. And, you know, like you felt for those characters, even though they had absolutely no characterization really in the game. Um, their last one, Chimera Squad, like ditched a lot of that. It was much smaller maps, much more tighter. And then they really were starting to try and be much more narrative focused. And so this, the, you know, the, the newest one they are doing with the Marvel Midnight Suns, it's extremely narrative focused. Like it's honestly pulling a lot from um, 
uh, like Fire Emblem Three Houses. Mm-hmm. So you have these strategy maps. You you have the 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 actual um, gameplay maps where it's the the strategy combat with the uh, cards that you have to play and then in between missions you have your base that's in kind of like a third dimension that you go back to and every all all the different uh members of your team are hanging out and then you like play video games with peter parker or you watch a movie with tony stark it's kind of strange (laughs) and i it's 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 weird because i'm not really a huge marvel fan so i don't have a strong affinity for any of these characters and i'm not sure which way that would play if you were a huge marvel fan would you be upset that they haven't characterized you know peter parker just correctly or would you be extra into it because you're so cool that you get to hang out with peter parker like i don't know which way that goes like the 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 are we saying peter parker doesn't play video games no, no, no. I have no clue. I don't, I don't, I, I, I probably, I haven't read the comic. That's not with my You know what? Peter Parker is uh, constantly broke. So I like to think that he doesn't have anything but like an old Game Boy and, yep. uh, and like a copy of Tetris. And that's all he can afford. Yeah. So, so all of the story bits that's in between is kind of like, okay, but the combat is I I just absolutely adore the combat. Hmm. They will pluck you down on a map. The, you will have three characters you get to select. Each of the characters has a card deck of potential moves. So it's card-based combat. And everything will just kind of be shuffled up randomly. You will be facing a bunch of enemies on each map. Some of these enemies will just be like essentially like single hit and they will die. A lot of them will have their own hit bars. And then a lot of the uh, strategy just comes with the limited uses you have. Each, each turn that you have, you'll only be able to use three cards each time. And you'll have to kind of be very careful about, like, which cards are you going to use. There's, like, certain ways you can kind of get some extra moves. There, You know, like, positioning ends up mattering quite a bit. You're only able to move, like, one a single character one time unless you get, like, special abilities. And, but positioning ends up mattering a lot because a lot of the moves will have the ability to knock either an enemy or some of the – you know, tables or boxes that might be on the map into enemies and you can do extra damage. And so that will be a lot of your setup will be like, okay, I got to get this character. I got to move him from this side of the map to the other side of the map. So I can line up three characters in a row and I can whack the first character into these other two and do a bunch of damage and take out three enemies all at once. And it feels incredibly satisfying when you pull off these you know when you figure out how to line everything and use combinations of cards to pull off these really awesome moves where you take out lots of the different enemies all on the map at the same time that does sound fun Mm-hmm. the the com- the combat is fantastic i mean i saw someone um um in a comment section kind of wondering if this game was originally designed for like mobiles, mobile devices, because like there's nothing in the combat that really requires you to have a controller. Like there's very, like I said, you're at, at, you know, most of the time you're only moving a singular character once per turn. Like it's, you know, it's not, even then you, once you start moving the character, you can move them as many times as you want until you actually do a turn till you actually like use a card. So, so there's nothing there, there's nothing really that limits this thing down to like a console or PC and mouse movement, but like the gameplay, man, it 
I I absolutely adore it. I kind of like stayed away from it at first because it, it just sounded so weird. And they, you know, they kind of just it got delayed multiple times and they just kind of kicked it out in December without the original other uh, uh, versions that they were going to do. They just kicked out the PS5 and the Series X and the PC versions. Um, and you can I, I mean, I can see why because of how buggy it's been, <laughs> been on the Steam Deck for why they were probably having problems getting the getting it to work on other ones. Um, but like the, the combat is incredibly satisfying, so different, so much fun. I, I I absolutely adore that, but like playing it on steam deck has been just incredibly frustrating. Somehow they, they, even in programming the game, they, they put the save files in a place where it wouldn't work with the steam's cloud save. Oh, Wow. That's an oversight. What? That seemed, I was just going to say, that seems like a minor oversight. Uh-huh. So you couldn't play the game. If, once you started playing it on something, you couldn't e- – at least you couldn't easily play it. Like people were having stuff in the threads where you could – like, oh, what you need to do is take the save files from here and copy and create a folder over here. And then Steam will save – see it and actually, you know, like copy it over to another oh, one. God. And then you could – it's like, oh, my gosh. They yeah. just fixed that uh, just like la- uh, two weeks ago in the final uh, – in, in an update Josh, is this ago. game good? I this is the fr- it's really the combat. You, you didn't really, say yes. Really. You really didn't say yes. I want <laughs> to point yeah, that yeah, out. So no. Yes, the combat is You amazing. really didn't say yes. You're saying yes now, but you didn't say yes. <laughs> you had to think about you, you had to think about it when you said you you, you know, the combat is really good. Like we we say Fire Emblem's good, but not the story. Here we say the combat is good. <laughs> the story is good co- and that's fine, fine. the combat the combat is really good and the combat is unique chris i know you but you didn't say the game is good not the story you just said well, the combat is the, good the, the not the game I'm, that's no, not no, the no, same no, 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 no. the problem i've had is i'm playing it on steam deck and it has been a buggy experience. okay uh-huh like they are now like, <laughs> Vaughn's like the- unique does not mean enjoyable. <laughs> no, like <laughs> that's uh, very true. In, in this instance, it is unique and enjoyable. The combat in this game is a ton <laughs> of fun. It was totally not it's what uniquely I was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Josh, I didn't even stretch this much when I tried to describe which in the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Josh, you got to be careful. You're going to end up uh, pulling something to your shoulder, reaching back that far. <laughs> All right, let me give you a uh, here. Let me tee it up for you again. Josh, is this a good game? Yes. Wow. <laughs> All right, now he's committed. Well, he told you. Yeah. All right. My only problem with it is trying to play the thing on Steam Deck. Okay. Where even now, now, now that you can transfer the save, how is it on PC? I haven't got to try because I don't you, have my PC set up. It's 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 you're in, not a, it's in a right. different state. <sighs> I know. Where the heck are you? Like, I don't know where you live anymore. Huntsville, <laughs> Alabama. He's he's in a bathroom in a Chevron somewhere along the road. I mean, Alabama. Play it on your cast. <laughs> but like, if it wasn't for the buggy experience on Steam Deck, I uh-huh. mean, I probably I'm sure I would have already finished this thing. It, if it, it wasn't for being broken, it'd be wonderful. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, isn't that isn't yeah. that a, isn't that the description of PC games? Like, yes, if it wasn't it broken, is. it would be wonderful. It is. So I am a console simp, baby. <laughs> Same. <laughs> that that would be my suggestion. Try and play it on console. Uh, I have no. 
this is also one of those when they released it, they did the like they had like hundred and hundred and fifty dollars versions of it with all kinds of like <laughs> tons of in-game uh. currency so you can buy different uh skins for the character. I'm like I, I, I think that was part of the reason I stayed away from it because I was like, oh man, I do not want to deal with all kinds of microtransactions. I'm sure that's gonna be shoved in your face. And none of that's really like it's in the game, but it's not in your face. You don't need to fiddle with it. So it, it, to me, it seemed like poor marketing to kind of like drive it that hard. But I guess they're trying to desperately to pay for the Marvel license. It, I, it does ooh, sound sorry. It does sound like it was a mobile game that was retrofitted. I I know the com- like I know the combat could totally be done on something like a tablet screen. You could, mm-hmm. but as far as I know, like. It, this has always been planned as a console game. Okay. It probably does not run well enough to be to play on a, to play on a tablet. <laughs> Just the way that they said that they're selling currency and stuff. Gives I know. I know. It it does. It sounds like a mobile game, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure does. Or a Bamco game. Well, that's true. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Or a. Uh... It wasn't Star Wars Battlefront really microtransaction, even though it was a console game there 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 have been plenty yeah i, I mean I, I guess console games are no strangers to being overly monetized like mobile games these days so yeah i mean it's one of those things that you're willing to put up with when it's a free-to-play game you get a little bit more um hesitant about when they're also wanting you to pay 60 70 bucks for it mm-hmm. <laughs> yep that, that that's always my gripe with it. Like, really, you want me to pay seventy bucks for a new game, and you're really going to try and hit me up for spending tons of money on microtransactions? Like, no, no. I mean, I mean, that being said, I usually buy at least like a, a leveling and gold map from Atlas Games, so I, I know I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I, I think this is totally worthwhile if you've enjoyed, you know, like Fraxis's reboot of XCOM. I I think this is. Going to be interesting and different you, that, that most people who enjoy that kind of XCOM tactical game will probably really enjoy the combat in this as well. Now, maybe that means you wait on it until it's like on sale a little bit, but. I read an article that uh, Gambit was playing for it and they ended up scrapping him. So now I'm just uh, protesting and not purchasing. It. I'm like, <laughs> like, nope, nope. You know, my, my boy Gambit hasn't been in a game um, boy since X-Men Legends 2, unless you count his like cameo in that Wolverine game for the 360 and PS3. Not even cameo. I think you were just following him around. I don't remember, but yeah, like it, 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 I'm kind of one of those things of like if you don't have Gambit in it, and I, I kind of don't want anything to do with it unless it's like a Spider-Man game. I mean, so it's you're, also you're a Gambit simp. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, very okay. much so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with Jason. I'm a Gambit simp too. Okay. It feels weird that they picked this as the license. I, I don't know. You know, you never know exactly what the the negotiations were. Maybe this is the the compromise they came down on because it was cheaper. But it's not exactly like they're selling the Avengers or one of the Marvel properties that's very recognizable to anybody. Mm-hmm. The, you know, they're selling something that, like, yeah, it had a comic book series. But unless you're really into Marvel, you p- maybe haven't heard of it. I hadn't yeah. heard of it before before this video game. So same here. You know, part of the problem might have been that they were picky with what characters they were going to give to them, um, especially since – did the Squeenix still have the Marvel license? No, no. I think that fell apart when Squeenix sold their uh, Western okay. studios. Gotcha. Oh, well, who knows then? 
the world may never know, unfortunately. I, from what you're telling me, uh, Josh, this, I mean, this sounds like something I'd be into, but at the same time, like, I, I don't care that much about Marvel stuff. Like, my my son is into it, so I'll watch this stuff with him. But that's more of a just like, you know, like, yeah, do something my son wants to do. As somebody who's not really into Marvel at all, like, it, like would that the, – the, you're saying the combat's good enough probably to actually make me want to play it? I think so. Like that, okay. that, that I, I think I probably would be, I, I'm also fall into that camp. I'm not a huge Marvel person, mm-hmm. but I pick this up basically just on the back of, you know, uh, Fraxis's, uh, pedigree yeah. and I've enjoyed the combat. So it's probably, it's definitely, if, if the combat sounds interesting, it's one of those things to stick on the wish list and see it, you know, pick it up when it gets down under 20 bucks. Okay. I, I don't think you'd be un- unhappy with that. Oh, I've, Purchased plenty of games for way more than twenty dollars. I'm like, why did I buy this? Oh boy, Need for Speed Unbound. I'm looking at or whatever the most recent one is. Like, yeah, Unbound. Boy, oh boy, that that game reeks of hello, fellow kids. <laughs> boy, I'm just like, you know, as a guy who actually used to sort of street race and like autocross and drift, I'm like, nobody talked like this. What the hell? Maybe not where you were. But all the cool ones did. Well, that's true. I, yeah, it's true. I mean, it is me. So <laughs> they all talk like that behind my back. Oh, God, Jason's there. Okay, let's start talking like this. <laughs> Dude, we're going to talk like this and make him think this is how we always talk. <laughs> and then he's going to make a video game and it's going to be so wild. <laughs> I like the idea that the, the like somebody from the EA uh, camp yeah. went over and was like, uh, you know, infiltrated the underground street races and they were all like onto this person and just like, just act like this. They'll think we actually act like this. <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop Mr. Guard? Okay. So I'm going to talk about what I'm playing. Um, we talked about fire emblem. Wait, are you done, Josh? Did I cut you yeah, off? Yeah. Okay. No, no. We talked about fire emblem engage earlier. Um, the other thing I've been playing was a little bit of uh, vampire survivors. Um, the patch 1.3 came out, which adds a Sonic level. So, Kelly, have you opened the Sonic level yet? Yes, yes. I I didn't notice until recently that there was a thing so that you could change the background to Blue Sphere. <laughs> so I I also forgot that I had an inversion on, which explains why the level was so hard. So I need to go back and play the regular one. Oh yeah, um, do an inversion, and then um, if you if it makes you sick to have the backgrounds move, you can turn that off now in the options. Yeah. That's so, so, so is this like a licensed thing from Sega? No. So it's like official? No, or, everything's oh, okay. just parody. Gotcha. So it would be funny if Konami did do like what they did with Dead Cells and just like, here, here's our assets. Make a Castlevania level. We're not doing anything. Hey, Konami isn't dead yet. They're still doing some stuff. Oh, yeah. They're, they're bringing back yeah, how's Silent How's that Hill? Suikoden coming along? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting that sometime, and, and they're they're putting out their their weird bobblehead baseball game in America. So you know they're doing stuff. I mean, we got that sort of remake of oh god, what is it? Getsu something Fumadin? Oh boy, I forget what it is off the top of my head. <sighs> boy, that kind of came and went. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll take what we can get from Konami. Yeah, I mean, I tend to buy their stuff. Anyway, I just realized this about two months ago, a month ago, when I was uh, going through my vinyl collection. Boy, do I have an affinity for Konami music. Holy crap, like a good tenth of my 200 and something vinyl are all Konami. Actually, might even be more than that, but they're all Konami soundtracks. Like, ooh, I didn't realize I was that into Konami. Crap. (laughs) Or they just license their music out a lot more than everybody else does, because money! (laughs) 
I take it you have a bunch of Castlevania soundtracks? Uh, yes. Uh, one, two, three. Um, I got a uh, <clears throat> totally, totally not bootleg uh, copy of um, of Bloodlines, Symphony of the Night, and Rondo of Blood, and then Adventure Rebirth on vinyl. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Boy, let me let me tell you, I, I I'm glad I bought the uh, Castle or the Symphony of the Night one uh, secondhand because after learning what a wacko Machiru Yamane is, I don't want to support her anymore. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, she's a she's a she's a no. She has <laughs> which soundtracks did she do? Uh, Symphony of the Night. She worked on Bloodlines, and then she did most of. I think actually maybe all of the GBA and DS ones. Okay. So, uh, chat points out the Suikoden 4 announcement was a video slot. Cyril's <laughs> still upset about it. Um, <laughs> and Konami did the Kawabunga collection recently. So, oh, that's true. Well, they were, weren't they just the publisher? <laughs> I thought course, digitally Yeah, they just like licensed, that. maybe published, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. Someone yeah, else did it. Did all, yeah. did all the legwork on that. Yeah. Of course. Um, so the other, like, do they have any game makers left that aren't pachinko and slot related? Um, yeah. The uh, so I I have been watching anime. We've talked about this recently. I've been watching anime about MMOs and uh, people who get skills and stuff, and listening to audiobooks that are like lit RPGs, and it's like infected my mind. And I want games that are kind of very stat oriented and growth oriented. And they don't really exist other than like D and D games, but I'm I I don't want to play the old D and D games. That's not that's not hitting it for me. Yes, I know I've talked about wanting to play those in the past. I have a giant list of them, all the Baldur's Gate likes, as I like to call them. That's not in my. That's not what I'm looking for at the moment because I'm mercurial. Just deal with it. So I'm playing. I'm looking for an MMO like I see in these animes and they don't exist. These animes are fantasy. They, they made up these MMOs. They're deep dive. They're like, the idea is like this virtual reality MMO that you jump into. And now all of a sudden you are in a VR where, and you have skills and so these games don't exist. All right. They're, they're fantasy. They they can't exist currently. They probably will never will exist. And even if they did, they'd be completely unbalanced and unrealistic. Um, the way, the way they're presented in these animes, they just, they wouldn't work all right and but that's yeah, why they're fun got me started on that thought say what dot hack got me started on yeah that thought. yeah it's that same si- like idea like uh, like only like i'm watching the the bofuri 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 um i didn't want to get hurt so i maxed up my defense is the anime i've been watching it's like and it's great and like the idea that you would have a game where you can even do that doesn't make sense because it'd be completely unbalanced right and mm-hmm. So, from the get-go, I'm looking for a thing that can't exist. So, you know my entire search is cursed. So, that should give you an idea where I've landed. So, I've been been looking through all the current MMOs on the market, and I said, all right, let's do some research. Okay, what are the MMOs that people are playing now? What's new? What's coming? And, like... So that that rules out some, some older MMOs that still exist that aren't really popular. Um... So, like, EverQuest 1 and Final Fantasy 11, like, 11 especially, is a game with a lot of this, the, you know, the stats and the gear matter and your level ups matter and all that stuff. But I played the heck out of 11. I don't want to go back to that. So that's out, right? Um, EverQuest 1 is just freaking old, so I don't want to do that. Um, so I looked at the modern MMOs, all the theme park ones, some of the sandbox ones. Albion Online got kind of close to that feel. I'm like, there's something there. 
Um, but it's very PVP oriented and I don't know that I want to get into that. Um, maybe I do, maybe I don't. So I, I, that's on the list of like one to look into more. And then I found Embers Adrift. Embers Adrift idea is uh, to have a very slow burn MMO experience that you you group up and experience with your friends. You're not going to go 1 to 60 in a weekend. Well, you're not going to go 1 to 60 at all. The caps is 50, but that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to do it in a weekend. Uh, you don't have like this strong cinematic um, World of Warcraft quest style where you're like doing... 10 quests and then it culminates in you piloting a mech around an area blowing up things none of that <laughs> this is go kill some rats for an hour maybe you'll get to level two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. delightful. old school old school so i uh i um have been playing that this week i am level four um, so I've put many hours in this game. I'm level four. All right. Let's, let's let that sink in. This is, this is the pace we're talking about. All right. So I'm level four. I've grouped up with people once. This is the sort of game where you, when you die, you need to do a corpse run to go get your bag. Otherwise you lose all the stuff that wasn't equipped on your body. Oh, Hmm. Um, this is the sort of game where you don't see what level monsters are. You just get a little arrow like that looks stronger than you. That doesn't look stronger than you. That looks about as strong as you. Cool. All right. <laughs> you, this is the sort of game where uh, there's no voice acting. There's no there is a quest log, but there's no exclamation points above people who have quests. You have to just click on them and read through their dialogue and maybe you'll get a quest. there's no there's no gps map system that tells you where your objectives are that you need to go do the map doesn't even show where you are on it you have to use the map plus the landmarks around you and there's no compass but in the sky there's a giant planet that looks like jupiter but it's blue so everyone calls it bloopiter which is an amazing (laughs) name for a planet so you look at bloopiter bloopiter is always to the north so stupid i love it it's yeah but that's the sort of game it's like it's this dumb old school stuff but it gives rise to these sorts of things so you can have like the thing called bloopiter and everyone has a fun talking about bloopiter i i got killed by some bears the other day i i had to do a quest i needed to go find the bear cave and kill some bears near the bear cave so i needed to find the bear cave so i kept looking around the map on and all around i'm still in the starting zone by the way this is a whole week i'm still in the starting zone um (laughs) i'm running around trying to find the bear cave and i eventually i found you know i've they told me what direction of the map it's in i basically scoured the left side of the map the whole way to kind of find where this darn cave is and i finally found the bear cave and i took a step into the bear cave i looked to my left and there was a bear with four red chevrons next to its name i said oh no and then i was dead (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like my experience when i played ultima online for like uh, 15 minutes i'm just getting slaughtered by people but you know I was like, I don't think I'm for this. Then I got a message in chat, and it's in the world chat channel. It says, to whoever just died by the bear cave, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish, but it sure like looks like you achieved it. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever died by the bears will be here when you get back. <laughs> and I said, yep, I'm totally winning. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had to run back to the bear cave, and I got there, and they said, so what'd you learn about the bear cave? And I said, I won't go in the bear cave by myself. And they said, good. 
You got schooled by a rando in the MMO. Yeah, How does that make you feel? Pretty good. It was a good moment, actually. The, this is the sort of crap that happens in these like hardcore MMOs. Like you, you have a story about the bears. You don't have a story about the storyline or the quest lines. Or did you see that thing that Sylvanas did? No, I got I got swiped in the face by a bear and it tore my head off. Well, not really, but basically. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so that that was. And then they grouped up and helped me kill the ten bears that were way above my level. And I said, "Thank you so much for helping me. I'm gonna go level some more." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my rats. Yeah, <laughs> and that was that was my bear story for the week, and that's that's the sort of crap I'm looking for in an MMO, and I like that. But this game is so rough. <laughs> so if you're watching it, the graphics are man, the. <laughs> It, it, mm-hmm. they're doing what they can it's a team of 10 people who've worked on this thing for like six years or something does it have that uh brutal pvp to it no to where, like, no there's this is this is a pve focused game that is does okay. not i think there might be pvp in it but it certainly isn't in this zone and uh it might even still be in the works it may not be even be out yet so uh they've been you know MMOs take a long time to make, a lot of money to make. This has been in the works for forever. They finally started doing betas last year. Then end of year, they like very end of year, very beginning of this year, they did um, their release. Um, uh, unfortunately, like, so I've heard some things from their community manager that's like they feel like the response has been better than they were hoping. So that's good because I've been worried that the community and the the number of people logged on seems low, like it's going to fail. Um so I don't know where it's going to go. Obviously, it could use lots more work, lots more money. It's never going to look as polished as like World of Warcraft or something because, again, 10 freaking people, like two programmers, a couple engineers, like what? <laughs> just get your expectations correct. They've done an amazing job for what, what they have for resources. Um, uh, where was I going with this? Uh, yeah, fo- primarily PVE focus, primarily meant for you to ru- run with a group of friends. And of course, since I have no friends who want to play old hard mmos with me um i'm having to play solo which is fine but i need to i need i need friends is what i'm learning with this mmo thing (laughs) i offered to play with you last night but then you told me me that it was pay for and yeah this is this is old school in every sense this is a buy to play so it's 40 bucks for the game and then 10 bucks a month to play the game yeah, that was actually going to be my question or question I had for you. No free to play, no pay to win. <laughs> like they're going old school, but that that does mean you have to pay them because it costs money to keep making these things, and they got to get the money in from somewhere. So they, they so then went sub style. So that's fine. Um, then uh, I found their community manager, uh, their YouTube channel. Uh, it's basically just full of videos from the community manager. She's a nice uh, lady from Belgium who's got a wonderful accent, actually does ASMR videos, the kind that I like, not the gross, creepy ones. Um, <laughs> and so that was fun. And then she started talking about her experience when the game launched. And she was like, I, I was, th-, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, so I might get it wrong, but when the game released, uh, when we were coming to release, I thought maybe maybe um, the community management experience here would be very different because um, everyone who's playing this game, they're kind of an older audience, more adults who are pining for something from uh, nostalgic. Um, but uh, it turns out uh, when the game launched, I was having to solve fights that looked like they were between kindergartners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, so I didn't expect like that. <laughs> it's like, yep. 
<laughs> and Anna's like, yeah, it sounds like she's new to community management. <laughs> yeah. The authentic old MMO experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, it looks like that's gotten better that I haven't been seeing the kindergartner fights. Honestly, the chat here is way better and more civil than the chat over on the LBN online servers, where it's just, you know how people games that actually still have world chats or large group area chats that are populated. Um, wow. Doesn't really even do this anymore. Mm-hmm. When you have those chats, basically what people do is sit in there and complain about other games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this. I've noticed this. And that's what, that's the sort of chat you're getting now beyond online here. People are just trying to find people to build a group with, <laughs> which is a <laughs> different sort me. of pathetic, but <laughs> please, <laughs> Please. You're reminding you're reminding me of when I mis- made the mistake to be in Stormwind when uh, Obama got elected and oh, all no. the choice comments from the, oh, no. the oh, third graders that tend to play Alliance. Time to leave the chat, Kelly. <laughs> time to leave the chat. Oh uh, yeah, so I've been playing Ember's Drift, and um, I don't know if. <laughs> Nobody's responded to my calls for play MMOs with me so far. Uh, well, Cyrell did, so thank you, Cyrell. Um, I've been ignoring the the Discord channel, and I feel bad about it. I'm I'm trying to do a better job of checking it this week, and but I've only seen like one call for um, Mythics go out, and I'll try and keep an eye on that better because yeah, that was nice of you. Um, but yeah, if other if anyone wants to play this this old MMO experience with me, let me know. But I assume nobody will. <laughs> Tam wants to play Final Fantasy fourteen with me, but that's not what I'm looking for, bro. <laughs> yeah, sorry. If if I'm going to spend 50 bucks for paying, I'll, I'll go find a hooker. <laughs> well, that escalated. I always have some fun out of it, you know. Several <laughs> says it's fine because our healers show up. It's like, how am I actually getting punished for playing a healer? And wow, I thought playing a healer would be guaranteed needed for groups. I guess I was wrong. All right. Anyway, uh, oh, in this game, I'm a tank. Uh, I don't know. Actually, you know, it doesn't matter until I get into a group. It's it's so hard to tell what people need. So, so that's another unfortunate thing with an old grindy game like this is you end up with a group of friends and a couple of you pick the same crafts or classes. Someone's going to be rerolling, and that kind of sucks, right? Um, Hero asks, is this the super old school type of game where you'll randomly drop one gear when you die and lose 15% XP? Looks like no. What you do get is you have to go do a corpse run for your bag. um, And if you don't want to do it, then you'll lose everything in your bag, but not stuff that's equipped. Um, So that's good or or worse than what you described. Um, And you get a 15% HP penalty when you die that you can gradually reduce by going and resting near one of these bonfires. So <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> so there's definitely death penalty and they want to keep death penalty, but um, yeah, there you go. Go ahead, Kelly. Is it like ever or for, or, sorry, 11 where you're designed to play like one character that you just switch glasses with? No, it is one, uh, one class per character. Um, uh. But they have specializations for your class and they have built in the ability to switch between those specializations and have a bit of a catch-up system to make it easier okay. to get the a different specialization up. But you're still like a subset of the tank class or a subset of the DPS class or a subset of the support class. So, yeah. And I don't... 
know how well that works yet because I'm I'm level four. <laughs> I'm not oh, high wow. enough for even, that. Even support classes. Yes. Yeah, they call so it support. Got, I assume it means healing, but who knows? Well, uh, <laughs> when I think support class, I think like bard or how uh, paladin or shaman was supposed to be in WoW, where they're the buffer, and their job is to just keep buffs up. No, I've got Euro Harmony and Tam in chat both just saying, just play 14 with us. <laughs> they're trying to save me. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Chris, this is a... An intervention, I would say, on, no, on behalf of the dumb chat there. <laughs> I want to play. I want to play an isekai RPG. Somebody make an isekai MMORPG. That's what I want. Turn me. You, the classes are random critters in the world, and you have to evolve yourself up into something useful. <laughs> Heroes like, oh man. <laughs> well, I was gonna. Well, I was gonna say, if you want an isekai, <laughs> there's Forspoken, but that's not a minimum MMO. Forspoken? Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's your isekai. Um, Which, uh, y- you know, that I might be sold on that when it goes on sale because there's. I got a cat it for jacket. free with my video card. Oh, cool. Oh, I don't want to play it though. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I did watch well, people playing it. And I'm like, yeah, this dialogue sucks. Maybe I could get into it. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'd buy that code off of you, but my PC sucks. Oh, I already redeemed it. I, oh. I have a hoarding mentality when it comes to game codes. Uh. <laughs> it's like, I want that Steam collection to be so large that all my work friends, when they finally find out that you can kind of... When they find that site about, like, how much is your Steam... How many hours is your Steam collection worth? I want to always win that. And by win, I mean lose. <laughs> I just found out that there's a cat lover's cloak in that game that I, I would. I, well, there, there, there's a lot of cats in the game, which, you know, me and cats, I can be sold with anything if there's cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, between the $100 I spent on uh, Theater Rhythm this week and the amount of money on vet bills this week, which I'm not going to mention. Uh, maybe I ought to hold off a little bit. <laughs> it's until it goes on sale. Quick question: Can you not pet the cats in Fire Emblem Engage? Like, no, uh, you just adopt. But you can't pet anything. All right. you just adopt it. But you I, can I'm adopt upset. it to your farm. Put it uh, on your farm, uh, and then and zoom in on it and make it make noise and look at it and be like, "Oh, is my kitty?" Oh, the only oh, thing you can. Hmm. Pet is your little weird doggy friend. Yeah. Who I pissed off because I kept forgetting the feed. Yeah, I thought like once I filled that meter up that I was done. No, it just gradually decreases and then when it gets back to zero he stops following you around. But when he follows you around it's so adorable because he'll like flip on his back and just be like, Belly rubs. <laughs> that is adorable. You can't give him belly rubs, but it seems to be what he wants. <laughs> I know. I Such know. This thing. How did they how did they mess that up? I don't There's know. Twitter account can you pet the dog you can How you can pet, pet the dog that? thing that's why his meter you, goes down because you, you don't give the hellhound in marvel midnight suns they know this me- oh god come on <laughs> yeah whatever it's fine oh thief was empty i guess that's how the game telling me there was no loot on the thief all right not a good thief apparently thief was empty <laughs> You know my thing where every time I see a cat in a game, I take a screenshot of it and post it and just say "kitty." Yeah. I'm Kitty. wondering if I I'm wondering if I had to start my own Twitter account that's just Mastodon. That. Just <laughs> Mastodon. Yeah. 
just sure that sounds like a an instagram really well it, it would just be that the twitter account would be kitty and then yeah that would just be the the only thing that's said on the whole twitter account kitty yeah <laughs> Sounds like a good one. You know, very very minimalist. And now your your somebody's gonna logo do it. can be the XKCD comic with the <laughs> "You're a kitty." <laughs> so, is that all that we've played? I sure hope I so. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, even if it isn't. I think, I think we're ready to get into uh, feedback. Our, work here. Feedback. Our question of the week last week was, "What is?" <laughs> I think Chris won the question of the week this week since he went and played an old thing. What's something in older games that you miss? Um, I didn't say this one because I thought somebody was going to say it. I miss small damage numbers in RPGs. I don't know if you guys I got those! (laughs) (laughs) You miss it when you hit something and it's three. Thief auto-attack hits you for three. Thief's auto-attack glances you for one. (laughs) Your threatening strike hits thief for eleven. Ooh, I did good. Oh, and, and this is weird coming from a Disgaea fan, but I, I remember the first time I broke the damage barrier in Final Fantasy X summoning Bahamut, and it just being kind of a really awesome moment, and RPG numbers have gotten ridiculous ever since. And, you know, the, the point to where you add a bunch of zeros to the end of the damage, and it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I I miss the smaller numbers where every single digit counted. Oh, that's when you move to scientific notation, and it's more about how many E's you've got. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's the whole crux of uh, idle champions. <laughs> yeah, it's like how many E's. But, but but yeah, I'm surprised nobody said that one because that's what I miss. Um, J- Jason, you weren't around last, or Jason and Justin, you weren't around last week. What what do you guys miss? Throwing rocks at uh, my units for uh, endless hours on end for training. You don't but... miss that. No, I do not miss that. No, <laughs> I miss having the time to do that. I I mm-hmm. spent one glorious summers playing Tactics Ogre on the PS1 for like 400 hours when I was a teenager. But yeah, I miss having the time for that. Yeah, why is it the only the things that that were terrible that pops into my head? Like making having to make a boot disc to to make a DOS game work. Oh, like actually wow. having to go in and program it. Oh, those things. Or, or God forbid, you forgot the uh, the DOS prompt to get into it. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> I did that. I did that with X Wing. Oh God, <laughs> how do I get into this? Oh God, it's been two months. I forgot. Mom. Oh, uh, the old days of playing X Wing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, our comments from Shaman, given how much re-rolling I'm doing in Fire Emblem Engage for those rings and grant abilities, I miss resetting. There's something satisfying about hitting that slider on the Super Nintendo or rage pressing it on an NES. That's not satisfying. That's frustrating. It makes your blood pressure go up. What are you talking about satisfying? Um, (sighs) My life would be a lot easier if I could hit all four shoulder buttons and hit start and select equivalents to just kick back to the title screen. Why? It's Duh. built in right on the menu. Retry. They've made it I, I, easier. <laughs> I think it's the satisfaction of like, oh, that didn't work out. So you get to like physically do something to like. like you oh, want to make the, the system doesn't have emotions. You're not teaching it anything by gripping it and squeezing all its buttons. All right. It's a machine. You know what? My, my old NES that I got that got beat to crap, I'm sure actually learned a lesson that you don't screw with me. So there. 
Maybe it does. <laughs> Vaughn has a more valid complaint. I miss when it didn't take 30 plus seconds to load anything. See, yes. there you go. Mm-hmm. Yes, the load times in Fire Emblem Engage are atrocious. And they're still oh, better I- than three houses. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for Tears of the Kingdom to see how much loading goes on. Oh, that one. God. Woof, woof. That's gonna be, I, I love the Switch dearly, but that, that hardware is running on its last legs already. <laughs> it, it's been running on its last legs since its, like, second year. What do you okay, all right, all right, all right. You got me there, Chris. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to be generous. It didn't have, it only had one leg when it started. <laughs> it's hopping I mean, it along. Just, it, it, it was a slightly beefier Wii U. I mean, that's about mm. it. Well, there's a rumor that they're going to be releasing a special Zelda system. You think they're going to sc- no. cram more RAM into it? Nope. No. Nope. Ah. Nope. That would involve uh, them doing anything that would make any kind of sense. And God knows that is not Nintendo's forte. <laughs> well, the Wii was a huge success. Let's follow it up with the Wii U, which most people don't understand is actually a new console and not just some weird add-on. I don't think that was all their fault. Moving on. Um, from Kroll, from Kroll, he misses simplicity and brevity. We used to get five with one, maybe two, three, four buttons. Now there's two joysticks, oh, four goodness. face buttons, four shoulder buttons. We really came we up get... with the old man yells at cloud question this week, didn't we? It, it really <laughs> is. Um, joystick presses, wheel menus, who knows what else. I'm video game literate. I enjoy it. Plenty of complex games, but I imagine the barrier for entry for your typical modern-day AAA game has never been higher. So I'm making As, fun of him, but also the Final Fantasy theater rhythm stuff last week <laughs> where I was watching, I had no idea what was happening on the screen. <laughs> I feel <yep>. it. <laughs> Um, as for brevity, blow is the biggest curse of modern gaming. I want games to aim for 5 to 20 hours, not 100 plus hours, full of ubi maps, full of question marks, offering endless distractions for pointless rewards. Also, patches. I preferred it when games were done by the chance they hit the shelves. All is right. that a cloud? Let me shake my fist at it. <laughs> yep. You're just complaining about everything. Oh, yeah. Like Some of that you're not going to get back. Some of that you should get yeah. back. And some of that... Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I spent like, I, I don't know how long it was because I ended up having to like leave the house and go pick up my kids. But I was trying to uh, start Fire Emblem Engage and it just like needs to update. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Came back, dropping one off. Oh, still updating. Okay, we dropped off the other one. Oh, still updating. I guess wow, I'm that took a lot longer Goodbye. than I thought. I guess the 1.2 update took a while. but Yeah, I just got my copy in. So it was like whatever the latest update was, was the biggest cop or the biggest uh, download. And I was just like, Oh my God. And then it might also have something to do with the switches download speeds. I don't know. Like I have a pretty robust network and just, um, yeah, the switch seems to take forever. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, you're, you're giving me flashbacks to this Christmas when I bought, or when my nephew got his <laughs> PlayStation and I was setting it up and made the mistake of trying to do all the updates for all the games that he was getting. And Billy. I was like, it was like watching paint dry. Like, oh god, that update has that moved in the past hour? <laughs> Let me put a sticky note on the screen while I'm wrapping presents. <laughs> anyway, um, how do you say this? Baldicade. Baldicade. Baldicade from Baldicade regarding the sort of online discussion. I think it's one of those things that many people love to hate because the internet told them to. Granted, it's not the best or the deepest, but that's a lot of anime. If you're looking for isekai, I recommend the first season. It definitely has more gaming centric aspects, a pretty good story arc, and a banging opening song. 
Ooh, thank you for the suggestion. Um, let's see. From I scrolled. Okay, from Featherhoof. Hi, I'm one of your podcast listeners. Question of the week: The freedom to fail. Modern games seem to be terrified of the idea that a puzzle or solution could be too too difficult for the player to solve immediately. So it has. So there has to be an NPC outright to give you the answer or have the player character board out the solution if you don't solve the puzzle or use the right ability or combat in the first few seconds. I miss the days when the game gave you all the clues you needed to figure out what to do, but it was still up to you to figure it out. And sure, you'll get frustrated and throw your controller and scream, what the F do I do? But when that eureka moment finally hits, it feels so satisfying to just do what an NPC told you. Then, sorry, I was going too fast. It feels so satisfying compared to just doing what an NPC told you to do and calling that solving the puzzle. Um, I wonder if this was a generation of kids that grew up stuck on stuff. This is also, this is oversimplified, this summary here. Um, What do you mean? Like, because you need context to, because it, I don't know a game where you have a puzzle that an NPC tells you how to solve the puzzle and then you walk over and solve the puzzle. That's not a thing. That isn't uh, a thing. Like, there's did, things did, did, like that. Go ahead. Chris, did you play the last Uncharted game? They, they oh, would kind of do no. that. Really? If you, if you stop for even like five seconds, no. they just start telling you how to solve the puzzles. No. Oh, Give me a like, hint, like, but don't solve it. Yeah. Like, like I was saying, I think this is a generation of kids that grew up pre internet that would get stuck on things like trying to fix that in game, not realizing that we have an internet. No, now. I. I I'll tell you what it comes from because I've watched it in practice. It, they play test the games and people get stuck on things and then they realize that they need to solve this or else people can't f- can proceed with the game. And the worry is, so there, there is this, there is this actual thing. I wish Anna was here because she could talk about how big a deal it is or isn't, but there's this idea that people will bounce off your game when they hit things like this and they can't figure out the solution instead of, you know, throwing the controller down and coming back and solving it, they just don't play your game. And that's what they're trying to avoid. It's like, is how there do you, nobody that has their smartphone handy that just looks it up? Um, I think that's maybe, I don't more know. Of Some people don't want instinct. that experience. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's maybe more of a natural instinct for like people like us who have like kind of grown up with like, okay, strategy guides next to us and then game FAQs and now our phones, you know, supercomputers in our pockets and <laughs> you know, um, it's just kind of like uh, some people just kind of want to like I, I I sometimes will do that where if I get frustrated with something, I don't want to look it up. and just like, OK, I'm done. I have like 900 other games vying for my attention. Well, I'm not going to sit here and if in the first you know hour and a half, I'm already getting stuck and having to look up a fact on how to get through this thing. Like eh, maybe this is not going to do well if in the introductory sequence. I'm getting confused and lost. I, I think the, the thing to remember is just because we think it might be fun to do these things and bang our heads on a puzzle that may not be the majority opinion and the games are trying to sell more, which means they have to respect it. And I get like, that's not cool. You want games that are designed for your mindset. And that I, I, I totally understand you're right. It'd be nice to have games designed for you, but that might not be the reality of the market. Um, okay. Cyrell says nothing kills puzzles faster than watching playtesters try and solve them. Vaughn says, Kelly, did you just really just don't you people have phones? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, I just did. <laughs> uh, puzzles that can only be reached after a two-hour refund window can stop offering any more hints, says Hero Harmony. Ooh, good idea. 
uh, <laughs> take gosh, away the I hints had, later I, on. <laughs> I had a point there, and then Anna laughed at my "Don't you people have phones?" and it distracted me. Oh. I feel like more games need to be like the uh, Insomniac Spider-Man game where you can pick your level of puzzles. Oh, just make the hints optional. Like, you can turn them off. That, that too. Mm-hmm. That too. Um, from Strawberry Eggs, as I missed last week's question of the week, here it is now. I absolutely adore the Neo Ends With You OST. I love a lot of new songs as well as the remixes from the first game. Um, that, that was answering the question, your favorite new soundtrack you've fallen in love with. Um, as for this week, the first thing that comes to mind is that I miss hearing certain English voice actors. This is mostly because the VAs do union work only, so non-union dubs for JRPGs are not viable for them. I totally understand. Still, I miss hearing Laura Bailey, Johnny Young Bosch, Aaron Fitzgerald, Crispin Freeman, and others and all the JRPGs I like to play. Yeah, um, I've noticed that a lot of those classic voice, voice actors don't really do a lot of game voice work anymore, and it's probably because uh, they're hiring non-union, which sucks. Are I, they, God, though? God for, I don't know. Okay. I mean, the fact that they uh, redid Tales of Vesperia and didn't even bother to get Troy Baker back is <laughs> telling. because they're all in critical role now, says Vaughn. That's not true. Laura's still doing voice work. <laughs> I keep hearing her. <laughs> It's funny, but yeah, I, I'm with Ex- or Cassandra on that. Um, I miss a lot of old school voice actors, especially Johnny Young. Um, okay. I've, oh, I no, to, we got a Tam interruption, everybody. Yeah, I've, I've got to jump in on the voiceover thing. So it is not all because of they're doing union versus non-union. There was a few years ago a very large split in VA versus game company situation because of the fact they were indeed underpaying. Uh, There was a number of voice actors who lost their voices from overwork. Um, It was actually very big in the anime and video game community about that. So a number of them have toned down the work they are getting, but there's also some studios who are basically on a VA blacklist because of how they treated them. It's the, the studios blacklisted the VAs because no, the VAs have blacklisted the studios. Ah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Apparently, we yeah, need yeah, a theme I, song for when you invade the podcast. Yeah, and and that's how come like some of <laughs> some of these uh, people we constantly hear, like the guy who plays Dogie. I don't know his name off the top of my head. But he, I mean, he still does a lot of union work, too. So, again, it's not that we aren't hearing them in games. It's not that we're not hearing them in games from specific companies. I think Dogie was uh, Patrick Seats, which I also think is um, who did Ganon in the most recent Tears of the Kingdom trailer. But don't quote me on that. Yeah, he's he's done a he's done a lot of things, but yeah. So that's how come again. It's not that you're not hearing them in games; it's that you're not hearing them in games from specific companies. Ah, oh, that that makes sense. Okay, and I, and, and I am out. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, wait, that's the McDonald's. That's I was trying yeah, to, let's not do I was that. Trying to think of a Tam jingle. <laughs> da, 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 da. We're Tam in it. <laughs> well, since so McDonald's isn't using it anymore, so. It's up for grabs. That's what that means, right? (laughs) Steal it. (laughs) 
um, from Tracer 3, I missed the long continue passwords. I always found it rewarding when you were no. able to get it in right. <laughs> I <No>. don't. <laughs> this is torture. <laughs> no, no. I strongly, you... I strongly disagree. No. There's nothing I, I can't fun I about that. What are they no. talking about? When you can't read your own high handwriting, is, that, is it an L or a lowercase I? Or an uppercase I? Is that a zero or a O? No. No tracer, yeah. you're, you're banned from feedback. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, nowadays, I just, if there is a password, I just take a picture of it with my phone. Yeah, that's true. That's then nice. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. have that in 1985. Nope, yeah. we didn't. <laughs> nope. We didn't. Um, and then from Discord, Cajun ATX, the question you asked from question of the week i miss turn-based battles in ff games i was the target audience for those games and now they're ruined that they've ruined them for me i'm glad my favorites are still playable through other means um plenty of other turn-based games out there now Mm -hmm. pass can can i offer you uh like a dragon oh yeah there we go what about chained echoes oh yeah there's that or is that not turn-based actually i might not i don't remember now never mind so, um, you can buzz me into We had a surprise Nintendo Direct this week. Surprise Nintendo Direct. Oh my and, gosh. Nintendo Direct and coming. the most exciting news from it, they, they thought it wasn't possible. Coming. Oh, what? No, we already got that. Right. They thought it wasn't possible, <laughs> but we're getting Etrian Odyssey on the Switch. Okay. Why did <laughs> we think that was impossible? It. Because of the lack of dual screens. Right. So how are they solving it? They're, they're <laughs> just doing auto-mapping. <laughs> oh. They give you the option to so exactly what we all thought too. they would do. Okay, cool. Yeah. They give you the option to do it yourself, right? Yeah. Because oh, I was looking yeah, I at think. that, and I was like, well, that was part of the draw for me with Atrian Odyssey, was making my own maps and doing like my own like little... Wait, so then how do you do it if you don't have the... I'm confused. So oh, no, it just, just it just pulls up a sidebar menu, I think, and you just do it that way, which is uh, totally not going to be tedious. Or so, so is it going to have a different UI when you're playing it like on docked and versus playing it on on the Switch undocked? I uh, to be honest, I don't know. I would I just <laughs> um, <laughs> probably not. You're right. So yeah, they, they're redoing. Or they did a HD remaster of the first three games in the series for the DS. Now these are the original games, not the remakes of one and two. What? Uh, so, so they lame. won't have the story stuff in that was in yeah. those one and two on the 3DS. Yeah, weird. Just, just the original games, I imagine, because it was cheaper to spit shine those than to redo every. Oh, well, yeah, because those other ones had voice acting. Yeah. Um. No, no, the bad news, the, the sticker shock, um, they, want four, they want $40 for what? each of these. No, what? this should be a them, combo pack of three games for 60 bucks. Yeah. They, they do have a bundle that's 80 that No, all three. No. So what is this Atlas tax? No. 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 Stop it. It's essentially buy two Etrians to get the third one for free. Okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate but like I don't want to play the I, I and why aren't they the remakes or are the remakes bad and I don't really know what I'm talking about you know for all we know they could be saving that remake content for DLC oh I oh, you, God. you keep that DLC out your darn mouth <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, I agree with you. The pricing on these, I think, is terrible. I think they should have wow. been twenty bucks each. It's going to be on Steam well, well, too, we, apparently. We we would like it. It's cheaper than the Atelier, as Anna was pointing out. They're cheaper than the Atelier packs, where it was oh, three yeah. for ninety. Oh, yeah, yeah, and um, gosh, I had another point. And they they it. actually did have to do some work here, probably to get you know to totally redo the UI to get it to work. So, and they was, did oh, add new artwork too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, and the the Americans. There's a little are sarcasm also... in my tone that really didn't justify the price tag, but whatever. <laughs> the, the Americans are also pissed because no physical release in the United States. Oh god! Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. We we, ha- <laughs> we have a list though. The remasters will include remastered graphics, music quality of life improvements, include new difficulty options and additional save slots, touchscreen matching, mapping on Nintendo Switch. Oh, full mouse support on PC. I didn't know about that. Nifty. Um, I, I also didn't know this was getting a PC release too. So maybe PC fun. could be the way to go. That'd be easier to draw, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because you know? and it could be a uh, deck compatible. Exactly. You get both. Indeed. Um. So yeah, I was very very excited about this until I saw the price tag. But Atlas stuff goes on sale all the time. So I imagine with enough patience, these will go on sale. And yeah, and it's. Say- Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, give it a couple of years. They'll be like 25 bucks for all three or something. Yeah. Now, and, and also, um, look at how much the original DS games are going for these days, and 40 will seem like a deal. <laughs> oh, really? But Kelly, you got to have the original physical and the shrink wrap uh, to play on your original blocky, chunky DS with those terrible... Uh, don't you be smirched, my big boy. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> But yeah, I want these to do really well because if they do well, then they'll probably make a new game. And if they tank, it's going to be like, well, people aren't interested in Etrian. Like, no, we're not interested in paying an ungodly amount of money for Etrian Atlas. <laughs> See, it's a win-win. Oh. It's a win-win either way for them because they they're they're giving the fans what they claim they want. And then if it doesn't do well, it's like, well, we tried and you guys didn't support us. And then if it does do well, they'll be like, oh, cool. See, we'll just justifying our price point. Here's eighty dollars for four and five. Yep. Speaking of expensive games, that leads into the next story, doesn't it? <laughs> so, I if I put Etrian up top because I was doing false hype because the actual big story is that Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom has revealed a collector's edition. Um, so it's going to include a physical copy of the game, an art book, a steel book, an icon art steel poster, and a set of four, four pin badges. Do no you get a replica people... of Link's arm? No. You should. People... No wonder people are bitching about the this one being underwhelming compared to the Breath of the Wild one. I'm one um, of those people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the collector's edition will retail for $30 and... Um, will release the same day as the game. I've seen pre-order links go up everywhere. I'm glad that they're not doing the collector's edition on their stupid site anymore, because uh, screw that. Because Nintendo's website could not hold handle, handle that. Yeah, yeah couldn't the, handle more than seven people online at the same time. The uh, Xenoblade thing was a very, very poor experiment. Well, did um, that did that crash the Nintendo store to boot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's their website. I oh, mean, you God. know, I don't know how the hell that happens, but you know. Um, there's also going to be a new Link Amiibo, which I've pre-ordered. Ha- has him kind of doing his. Uh, well, the, does he have an artificial hand in this game? It looks like it. Yeah. In the last like second of the trailer, like his arm was like it 
like black and red kind of. So I don't know if maybe it got yeah. like damaged and they replaced his arm or something like that. I guess we'll yeah. find out. So I've, I pre-ordered that amiibo because I have all the Link amiibos. And hey, the amiibo it will make a return. <laughs> Does the amiibo miss I- an arm? So, so did you manage to gather anything out of the new trailer from it? He's losing no. an arm. Have no. I not, how many no, times no, do I have no, to no, say no. it? It's <laughs> the Legend of Zelda nuts and bolts. That's what yeah, I kind of got. Yeah, he's got vehicles. His arm is corrupted or turned to crystal or replaced with fake crystal. Something's going on with his arm. That's what I know. He doesn't have the Sheikah slate anymore. It's yeah. uh, something else. It's just yeah. built in. Yeah. Well, well the just, Wii U is dead, so of course the Sheikah slate's gone. Yep, <laughs> that's true. It's really um, frustrated me with the uh, with the Wii U version that they didn't like do more with the Wii U gamepad. It's like, oh, come I on, know. guys. Like, you were developing for this console in the first place. The hell? This is what? <sighs> okay. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> I was like, no, one I, of the 20 I, people that actually finished it on Wii U, probably. So I, I agreed with that because, yeah, I, I that was where I played it at first at the Wii U, cause, which was hard to find. Mm-hmm, me too. And, yeah, it kind of upset me that they didn't do more with that. But they had to be- have parody with the Switch version. And they were pulling the plug on the Wii U. So, also <laughs> the the other big news of the week. Um, this is the first Nintendo game that's going to be seventy dollars. And the internet Standard. was not happy. No, no the internet no. was not happy. Well, I mean, when well, is the internet ever happy? To be fair, but fair, fair enough. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, inflation has gone up not not just in the past couple of years, but I mean, you know, like over what we used to pay for games in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, such that. $70 is not an unreasonable amount, but Sony, at least when they have done it, was smart to do to hide it in a new console generation. So uh-huh. at least they can make the cognitive thing of like, oh, we're giving you more for the 10 extra bucks. Whereas Nintendo is just doing the straight like, yeah, we, we just want 10 more bucks. Yeah, this cost us more money to develop than we thought it did. So 10 more bucks on you. It, it's Zelda. You'll pay it. <laughs> Pretty much. And, and well, plus, it's not just you know, Nintendo. Everyone's doing the $70 thing now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, everyone is. It's just yeah. like everyone else covered it with like, oh, it's a new generation. So, of course, yeah. it's worth the extra 10 bucks, Chris. You get ray oh. tracing in 4K. This uh-huh. is just yeah. like you you get stuttering frame rates. <laughs> Isn't uh, Diablo 4 going to be 72? Yeah, everything's going to be yeah. 70. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a done deal. And, just I mean, accept I'm, it. I'm okay <laughs> with it. It's just a matter of like like Josh was just saying like, you know, everybody else is like hit it behind something. No, this is just the I hey, don't you know, like just I it's better if you don't try to hide it beside something cuz then people are going to evaluate that something. And if you just say this is the price now, you have to accept it. I think it's yeah. going to go over better personally. Um people also don't remember when when stuff like uh Super Mario RPG at Toys R Us was 80 bucks. Yeah. Back oh in yeah, and SNES games would be like 90 bucks, 100 bucks. Like yeah. I mean, so some of those car- cartridges, especially the ones that had extra chips in them, were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But back yeah. to that. that argument doesn't work because we've established over a very long period of time that that's not the trend anymore. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't agree with. The, well, they used to be expensive at Toys R Us. Like, no, we're not evaluating it versus the price of Toys R Us. We're evaluating it versus the price trends of like the twenty plus years that we've had since then. <laughs> well, it's. It's Sorry, one of those, no, it's one of those things where I wish there wish it was okay that there was more variety in price. We developed this thing in video yeah. games where you know everything is sixty bucks. Where are the budget dare, titles? And if you dare deviate from it, you're a budget crap title. You know, like you can't. Sell no, a game not for crap. Katamari was a budget title. 
But but you know, like uh, so many people like tend to interpret like oh if yeah. it's not sixty bucks it must only be like five hours long or you know like it's oh it's mm-hmm. lower quality kind of goes with that and I wish there was more variety in pricing structure. Yeah. It's something we've gotten a little bit better with uh, digital storefronts like Steam, but mm-hmm. you know like we're still kind of I mean, stuck with that. On, indie games on are consoles. lower. Yeah, they don't they aren't seen as low quality necessarily, but they are seen as indie or whatever that means. <laughs> Which in most cases tends to mean nowadays doesn't need a day one patch. I, I just remember <laughs> back back in the PlayStation days when there was a little bit of variety and wiggle room in price, and I would see you know Mega Man Legends for forty dollars compared to what I paid for Rampage, which was fifty, and we'd be like, "Well, forty dollars. This must. I can't believe this is that cheap. I can actually afford this." Versus, you know, a disparaging quality, which, yes, the PlayStation version of Rampage sucked. And that was $50 I regretted spending. (laughs) (laughs) And, and yeah, Josh is right. There needs to be a little bit more of a variety of price points. We've got there. I mean, it's one of those things where one one size doesn't necessarily fit all. Yeah, yeah. And also, people are also probably upset because, you know, Nintendo games traditionally never go down in price, so until this gets the greatest hits. I mean, they we say that. I know that Nintendo doesn't slash prices like, you know, like the, it's not going to be EA or Ubisoft where it'll be 15 <laughs> bucks in two months. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, that's not necessarily true anymore. You're probably going to have to wait longer than mm. you would for some of the other companies, but you give it a year or so and you will find it for half off. You know, you'll find it for 35, 30 bucks. Nintendo, like, I mean, they make a conscious choice to not – you know, really slash the prices of their games. And on the flip side, like, you know, it's also one of those things, like if you buy that game, it's not one of those things where you're going to buy it at 70 and then in two weeks it's going to be 30. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, one of those things, like save up for it. When you're ready to play it, buy it. <laughs> they've had sales on several of their AAA titles. Wasn't Mario Odyssey like 40 bucks on Black Friday? Oh, yeah, they they were especially on the digital side. They, they've yeah. been running significant sales on all their first party stuff on uh, especially on the shop. Yeah. And Breath of the Wild's been on sale multiple times. Well, I mean, like the problem with Nintendo yeah. is they only do sales. They don't do price reductions. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. But if you're patient enough, you could still probably get it for a decent price. Or, you know, yeah, they did that. They- they didn't really do any like player's choice thing in yeah. on the Wii U, did they? That sort of disappeared with the Wii. <laughs> no, there were no players who chose it though. So yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's because they didn't okay. sell well enough to <laughs> have greatest hits. Yeah, normally it's like, hey, a million seller, you're a greatest hits, and it's like a, a ten thousand seller on the Wii U, you're a greatest hits. <laughs> God. Uh, I, I I kid because I love the Wii U. It's just a matter of like that system did not do well. That poor thing. <laughs> Also, I think digital kind of killed the uh, greatest hits line because that's when print runs starting to print runs start to get low, mm-hmm. and because games are always available on digital storefronts now, you don't have to worry about that. PT makes a differ. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. No, that's a yeah, demo too, stupid. but yeah, I, well, I think and, that's and, also a valid thing. I, and, well, I mean, that's the great thing about digital. I know people don't like digital only stuff, but, you know, like if you're printing physical stuff, you run the risk of, 
you know, we print 100,000 copies, it sells 10,000. And the way it works is like Walmart can be like, hey, you have to buy all these unsold copies back from us. You have to take them all back and you can end Mm -hmm. up stuck with, you know, a huge amount of product that you can't move. And you never have to worry about that with a digital, you know, with a digital good. You can, you know, you can always make as many bits as we need to. So it, it lets a company take some chances with games that they otherwise might, you know, not be able to if they had to put up fifty, a hundred thousand physical copies up front. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because this week was the ten-year anniversary of Fire Emblem Awakening, and do you remember that physical copy being uh, impossible to find when it Incredibly first released? Incredibly rare. Incredibly rare. Yeah. Um, and then back then, I was very much a uh, no physical, no buy kind of person, and I've since come around on that hard. And if, if that if that would have been physical only, Fire Emblem would have never sold well because that was the only way people could buy it for the longest mm-hmm. time, and we wouldn't have engaged today. In, in fairness, the last several Fire Emblem games had not sold well. You know, that was the last hurrah for Fire mm-hmm. Emblem. It was oh the yeah, last shot in the dark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was talking to my buddy about that the other day. It was like this, like, because he was saying like some fans are not a big fan of Engage. I guess I don't know why, but it just it, there seems to be like two camps of the, the one that wants more of the like Persona type interactions, and then the people who want to focus on the combat. So there's like all I'm noticing is the vocal people about Three Houses and stuff, or about Fates, seem to be less vocal about Engage, and so I'm happy because people are less vocal. And at this point in my age, I just want people to be quiet. Oh god, I'm old, Chris. Ugh, just old and tired, and just like tired of reading the internet. Like eh, this sucks because of this. It's like, can I just can I just play my game? No, Thanks. you suck because you're old. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, well, you're not. Not you. Old. I'm at the person complaining. But, well, I'm yeah. just saying too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, right. I'm also old. Yeah, I'm not wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say. Yeah, Josh is right there. You're not wrong. It just happened to that blanket statement. Also happened to affect me, but you know that's okay. Pinned right on me. <laughs> But, but yeah, just just some food for thought. Um, thinking about that kind of stuff. <laughs> More on the Nintendo Direct. So I, I called this the um, everybody in Backtrack got a present. <laughs> um, Bat and Kaito's one yeah. HD remaster set for summer. That's one of Cassandra's favorite games, so she's happy. Um, the HD remasters are going to have improved graphics as well as options to turn encounters off, an auto battle, a cutscene skip, and an auto save. So, quality, modern quality of life features. Um, it will not include any additional combat and feature only Japanese voice actors. Oh, okay. So, my. Um, my contention with the first Bat and Kaidos was always, Chris, I, I doubt you remember this, but I wrote into you guys when you guys were talking about that game like years ago. And I had said that um, the voice acting in that game sounds like a series of cans with string attached to them were yep. set up and the voice actor was saying it in one end and the microphone was like a mile away through a series of tin cans and strings. What was like, this it, in? Bat and Kaidos. Oh, I didn't play those. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it sounded I, terrible. Oh, it was awful. I mean, it it suffered from, you know, early, mid-2000s uh, voice acting quality, too. But just the sound quality, every time I, I try to go back to play it, I'm like, I can't deal with this. And I had noticed a complete lack of voice anything in those trailers. And I was like, I wonder if they're trying to hide the voice acting. <laughs> mm-hmm. and that was the first thing I thought of. Like, oh, yeah, that voice acting was some of the most low-quality low garbage yeah. I had ever heard. Now, Cassandra said that the the sequel had better voice acting and it yes, sounded it much better but yeah it sounded normal and there, there was a 
um, like a narrative reason for the voice acting to sound like it. But I, it didn't really just the game didn't really do like the justice it needed to really uh, justify doing it. It. It's supposed to be that you're a spirit and like not connected to the dimension, so it's supposed to oh. sound a little funny. But it like all it does is just it just sounds like crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Did they come up with that originally, or was that a p- ex post facto justification? Oh, I, I I would guess the latter would be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you what know, the Japanese voice acting sounded like. So. I never thought about it like that before, and. Now, yeah, that does make sense. That of course, that it would sound like garbage if you're uh, if you're dimensional the player, planes. Yeah, if you're the player character, kind of <laughs> waffling between dimensions. But there, there are some things. There, there are certain things that shouldn't be done accurately. There are some things that should just be compromised yeah. for yeah. you know player ease. Yeah, yeah, let my imagination take me there. Okay, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I was also confused because I was like, wait, Bet and Kaitos 2, was there a sequel we didn't get? Because yeah. in the U.S. it was Origins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's the same It's the same game, just a prequel. It's so cool. Well, this, these games aren't going to be locked on GameCube anymore. Yeah. Nope. I'm, I would, I'm happy. Uh, I am kind of regretting not having sold my uh, my copies now because I'm sure they're uh, going for – they were or they were going for a fair bit. Now they're probably just going to – not plummet, but, hey, you know. <laughs> But I have a, one of those HDMI adapters for my GameCube and uh, run it through the TV. And Batman Kaidos looks really good for a GameCube game. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the last game, time you played it. really nice. Um, God, I would say like a year and a half ago I tried it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It looks really good. Like the art direction and the color, like the character models are, you know, of the era. But like the backgrounds and all that stuff, like it looks really good. So I don't think it's going to take much to... Really, like, like I said, you'd have to take the character model sort of into uh, into the equation there as far as their appearance goes. But I think it's going to look pretty good for a modern audience. I mean, yeah, it's it's just a matter of, like I said, that, that voice acting. And I'm, I'm glad that they're just doing the Japanese voice acting because, yeah, the Origins one was an improvement in audio quality as well as just acting quality. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm curious to see if it's going to be the, uh, the the tin can through a series of string and stuff uh, recording for in the Japanese version as well. Or if that was just a weird compression choice in the American version. Don't know. Um, I, I was distracted looking at the pricing. Yeah, the pricing has kind of shot down for that original game. But I, I, you're talking about it looking good on an HDTV with an HDMI upscaler. That's the other thing reason why i've liked playing a lot of um like ps2 and gamecube stuff on mm-hmm. the steam deck that that little system renders those games really well yeah so does the uh, xbox series s that's uh oh yeah that too uh, but you know it's not portable like the steam deck is so yeah um so i'm excited for that and then uh matt aka plotty m aka my podcast partner in crimes uh nintendo direct gift we're getting a new Fantasy Life game. Um, Fantasy Life, I, the girl who steals time. Um, he said that he put around 100 hours, or like at least two, 100 into the regular game and then another 100 into the DLC for the DS Fantasy Life. And this is kind of a life sim RPG where you could just, you could be anything, you run around, you craft, you kill monsters. It's just such a fun little game. And now we're getting a sequel. I'm worried the eye makes me think it's a mobile game. A lot you know, of people it, are worried. It looks like it is kind of. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to be mean, but I I saw that and I was like, wow, this looks like it was designed for mobile. Like this, this kind of looks like a Oceanhorn to uh, the Legend of Zelda. 
thought people liked ocean horn well you know there's opinions oh, no. for everything okay all right <laughs> sorry yeah that's okay i, did, I was not a fan of the first i one. didn't play it, it so yeah. yeah i mean you either got hooked on it like me and matt did or you got bored with it instantly Hey, at least this just means that level five isn't completely dead and they're back making stuff now. Yeah, because not yeah. only was there a Professor Layton uh, preview, Teased. which made me happy, but then, yeah, yeah, yeah. teaser, <laughs> but then they um, announced a new game called Deca Police, where it's a crime suspense RPG. So I think it has said Phoenix, right? But with battles? Yeah, turn based battles. Yeah. Um, so you're the role playing, taking on the role of a futuristic police detective, and you're basically solving crime. And, and uh, for Chris, there, there's a part where you actually go into a VR world and do stuff there too. So yeah, but Chris, right? I'm just no? not a big fan of glorifying police games right now. Oh, okay. Kind of with you there, Chris. <laughs> I was thinking is, that the whole time. I was like, boy, this is not the climate to be putting out cop games. <laughs> you, you know, I was thinking it too. I mean, I get then, that these cops look like they're pretty good, but like, they, just they look like read the room a little. Anime. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get it, Chris. I was thinking the exact same thing, but then they said level five and it looked like a turn based RPG. And I was yeah, like, no, well, I get I'm, it. I get it. I, I, I know. I, I want to give is it a, a Japanese try. company. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, a unique RPG that could be fun, especially from level five. I will give it a chance. Who knows if they'll have a demo or not. It's supposed to be out this summer, so coming soon. We shall see. Um, we've got further expansion pass content revealed for Fire Emblem. Yeah, we Engage. did. So you're, you're going to get three new emblems. Hector, the emblem of strength. Soren, the emblem of Akumen. And Camilla, the emblem of revelation. The emblem of boobs. <laughs> I do not remember well, any of those just characters. Because, oh, just okay. Because, so Hector is, an, is just a pair of boobs on a dragon. <laughs> yeah, Hector is oh, a character Camilla. we didn't get. Soren is the grumpy mage character from Path of Radiance. And um, Camilla is the really, really, really... Um, what's awesome. the, she likes to... She really likes your main character in Fates. <laughs> And she wants to hug you and keep you close and keep you overprotect and smother you. Yeah, she does. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a now little, I, yeah. Now I reckon, I think I recognize Hector now. He was in the first game on the, or the one that came out in the U.S. that didn't have a subtitle for the GBA. Oh, the first, Just, yeah. 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 I don't know what that one is called in Japan. But yeah, that one. <laughs> I'm gonna say somebody in the chat will, will inform us, maybe. Fire Emblem um, one in the, the with the big axe, blazing right. blade. I think blazing blade. Okay, was it the blazing blade? Okay, thanks. So. Thank you. There's so uh, many Fire Emblem games, I had no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made the mistake yeah. of looking at one point, and I was like, "Oh my god!" We found <laughs> a funny summary enough. video going through all the Fire Emblem games. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Oh, and there's also going to be Wave Three, which is going to add Crom and Robin as emblems, and then. And wave how four. many? How many of the Fire Emblem games are remakes of the first game? Uh, I only know Shadow Dragon. I think it's like I think there was another one. Three, I think there's four of them that are the same story, essentially. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, well, that's a different thing, Chris. If you're saying the same story, yeah, yeah. I think there's like two explicit remakes, but there's several others where the story is. 
you know, just kind of like with the same character. I mean, like, all right, whatever. Roy, Roy? right, right. Yeah. Marth. Marth. Okay. Marmar. Well, uh, if you have Tiki, she's she likes to call Marth Marmar. The uh, sound annoying. (laughs) Marmar. Both of these waves are going to be released in 2023. And while they're on their uh, DLC announcements, we've got Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 3 Expansion Pass Volume 3 launching next week in Volume Stores. And it still doesn't look like it's worth the money. (laughs) Yeah, I was. I'm curious about Volume 4 because. Yeah, they finally teased. There's some stuff with story. And I watched it. I'm like. Okay, I understand the whole franchise's story now, and I have no idea what the hell anyone's talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, one, yeah, okay, sounds like a Xenoblade, um, but also yep, two, yep, yep. like, uh, is this supposed to make me interested? Because I don't, I don't even understand enough to be interested. <laughs> I was about to say the character. Am I not allowed to say the character who they teased? Which one? Oh no, go ahead. Because Shulk. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, Shulk. Shulk. Yeah, uh, I, I was trying to figure out who the second character was. Because they were talking oh, about killing I, Granddad, but it didn't look like the character from the second game who calls another character Granddad. So I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, volume 3 has a new character. What is her name? Marsha the Lepardist? Who cares? Um, you can use it to craft your accessories. Okay. There's also challenge battles with roguelike elements. You're not excited about that? I love that game. None of these things are interesting to me. No. So much for our game of the year, huh? Apparently I'm, so. I, it's it's well, almost I mean, the like base, the DLC the is really just not necessary. Mm. No, but you're right. It's not. I was just. <laughs> I was. Be, and maybe if it had come out while the game was actually something people were playing, it would be relevant because now I can play around with these characters in the context of play, my playthrough. But not now. It's just too long. Yeah. Why did you guys even bother? Because they had to sell an uh, expansion pass when it came out. And you know, you didn't. Justify it. Nah, yeah, they did. Okay. There's money, Chris. There's money to be made. I'm just saying, yeah. do it like Fire Emblem seems to be doing it, where we've already got two waves. It's been just a couple weeks. <laughs> like, that. that's good. <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed with how quickly that came out. They said, I just got my copy, and I was like, oh, the second wave is already out. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's what made me my pull the trigger on it because I assumed it was going to be like Xenoblade and take forever. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not buying this now. And then it's gonna, all the stuff's gonna come out in a, a point where later, I don't care about playing the game of, anymore. Yeah. Gone. Um, are you guys excited about Game Boy titles headed to Switch Online? No. Chris wants on disc <laughs> DLC. No, I don't. I just want it in the game. But that ain't happening either. <laughs> Um, I, um, I'm more interested not, in the GBA the stuff, Kelly. Oh, you're gonna have to pay. No, the GBA stuff is uh, Nintendo Expansion Pass or whatever that thing is. Expansion called. Pack, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the family pack. one. I mean, it's no, not the family one. No, it's no, the, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. The expansion pass, which is yeah. different than the family one. Forty dollars yeah, yeah. a year. Yeah, which is, I mean, this is better. Like when it was just Genesis and N64 games, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. With with GBA, that's like okay, we're getting a little better, but like still, uh, I need more value. Minish, yeah, Minish Cap is good. 
I'm not going to play any of these, so I'm not buying good, the expansion. Like, yeah, no. Here, let me read off the title. So for Game Boy slash Game Boy Color, we've got uh, Link's Awakening DX, which is the superior version of that game. Mm-hmm. Tetris, Mario Land 2, Gargoyle's Quest, Game & Watch Gallery 2. Mm. Alone in the Dark, the New Nightmare. That's Who saw that coming? Out of any Game Boy game, I would you could have put a gun to my head. That would have never came to my brain. <laughs> Uh, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, Wario Land 3, and Kirby's Dream Land. Um, I hope, I'm hoping, I'm wishing that they would put the Pokemon stuff on here. It's weird that it, it, it isn't. It was teased in the background. I mean, okay. they, they, it was like in the background scroll of like, more stuff coming soon. They teased the... Where's like the they, TCG, you know? Well, they teased the TCG game, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. 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 So, and yeah, then game. That, yeah. What was it? Um, Oracle of Ages and Seasons was yeah. another one. Mm-hmm. Those okay. are good ones. Um, and then Game Boy Advance. Now we have Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, Mario Advance Four, Super Mario Brothers Three, which, by the way, has those uh, e-reader cards that were weren't available for the longest time. Yeah, the only place you could get them before was the uh, Wii U version. Mm-hmm. Okay, but before so I invest ex- money in this, I want to know uh-huh. how well supported is it going to be? Am I still getting updates to the NES and SNES titles? Oh no! I mean, come on, Chris. <laughs> so <laughs> then, you're... why am I going to give you money? F- I, no, like show me this is an ongoing services thing that you're actually putting attention into and getting more titles over time, and not no. Like you want, you want, you know what we want, and you refuse to do it. We want the Netflix of games. You should have a 500 game catalog at the point that you asked for money initially, and you don't, Nintendo. Like, come on. Like, you know what the product is. You don't want to do it. I don't know why. The licensing is hard, I guess. But, like, that's the job. It's their stuff. I was going to say, it doesn't seem like it'd be hard to license their own stuff, though. I want the third-party stuff, too, though. Well, I do, too, but, I mean, like... You're right. Show me good faith of starting with with everything Nintendo. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. 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 Give, give me a good solid reason to get in there, and then and then yeah. But like this, like okay, well here's Mario Three, the Game Boy Advance version. Well, it takes a while to to to. I don't know what it takes a while to do because just like put them up there. If there's mm. bugs, we'll fix them. Like stop it. <laughs> just come on. Um, you also cut me off in the middle of the game list. Oh sorry. Mario Kart and Mario Kart Super Circuit. Um, for the future, they, they teased uh, Oracle of Seasons and Ages, Fire Emblem for the GBA, Blazing Blade, the first one. It should be out now. Got. It should be out and, now. Like, there's yes, a Fire Emblem game that just came out. Like, don't tease it. It should be there. They're waiting until the expansion passes all done. No. <laughs> <laughs> Want more Fire Emblem? We've got you covered in, like, three more months. Just give us a while, okay? It's hard, I... it's, it's hard to steal ROMs from, from online and just blow them up there. <laughs> Like they did with They Mario. can't find Isn't their the ROMs anymore after shutting down all the ROM sites, says Vaughn yeah, in the chat. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> very accurate. I mean, didn't they get caught, like, basically uploading yes. um, yeah, the, the original Mar- or Super Mario Brothers on the Wii, or the Wii Virtual Console and it was just somebody's ROM? <laughs> yeah. That was Airfrog, not Vaughn. Whatever. Green text. Um... See, I I was conflicted because it's like, yay, GBA. Wait, I can run all this crap on my Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I know is part of the problem. But yeah, if I'm also lazy, and if Nintendo would, you know, put more stuff on Steam there, Deck, then, does what Nintendo don't. Yep. 
Pretty much. Thank you, Gabe. <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. Um, that was all the Nintendo Direct news we had. Uh, well, well, there's as... one more Japanese Direct thing to, to well, get to. Well, what did they get? Oh, um, they're getting an Atelier Marie remake. Oh, all right. That's fine. <laughs> they're allowed this to get that. Good. I don't care. <laughs> this is a... <laughs> Gee, tell us how you really feel good. <laughs> Atelier, Atelier Marie remake, The Alchemist I'm not of jealous Solver. of that. <laughs> this is the first game in the series. Um, if you have crafting in your game, thank this game, because this is why crafting became popular. Okay. It came out in the PlayStation. Did it come out here? Thank no. no blame. Um, it came out in the PlayStation in Japan in 1997 and became so popular that that's why most games have crafting. We got now. Annie, right? And, yeah, Annie yeah. was the first one we got in English. Was Annie first or the... Ma- Ma- not Monokamiya, the Atelier. Oh, I mean, the Atelier Iris games and Monokamiya games were before these. Okay. Because they, they, those existed before the DS, didn't they? Pretty sure. Yeah. So I don't think Maybe that they're why a- crafting exists in games, but whatever. Well, no, I'm, I'm telling you, this first Atelier game was so popular that that's why a lot of games have crafting now. All right, Atelier Marie, 1997. Atelier Iris, Eternal Mana. Um, Iris was PS2. They yep, got 2004. Yeah. So Marie. Oh, is Marie Game Boy? No. That I don't know. What the was it? Oh, it was PS1. PS1, wasn't it? Okay. Um, it there you go. Wet. Marie. Yeah. And it's coming to Switch? Uh, P- PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Switch in summer. Well, because it was in the Direct, so it must be yeah. on the Switch. Okay. Um, we also don't know if we're going to get a uh, English release of this. Uh, almost certainly. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I want to play it because I want to see where the series started. Um, and if if you're as confused as we are about the uh, timeline of the Atelier series, we've got a where to start on the site. Um, and non, or I guess in tangential direct news, we also got um, Metroid Prime. Getting a re-release on the Switch, uh, the 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 digital version came out like the day of. The physical version isn't going to be out until, for a couple of weeks. Yep, more more of the GameCube stuff coming to Switch. Which I was actually kind of surprised that, or I was hoping that uh, they were going to announce GameCube game library stuff like with the Game Boy. I'm willing Kelly. to bet they're not going to do that because no, they can sell us remakes. Exactly. Yeah. They can yeah. charge 40 bucks and not really have to do that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. That's what I get for having hope. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, you should. Yeah. You've been doing this long enough. You shouldn't have hope anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I give you some jaded dust? Like, come on. Yeah. Um, was there anything else interesting about the direct that we wanted to bring up? No. I don't think so. Metroid Prime says Hair Frog. Um, oh, we have demo news from the direct, but I put that in the new releases. Uh, I was also surprised that 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 the uh, Pixel Remasters didn't get brought up. Yeah, what's up with that? When I, they come to I, Switch? I'm kind of not surprised. <laughs> but really? Oh, Ghost Trick! We got a, an announcement of a remake for Ghost Trick. That's Ooh, a game. Yeah. Uh, non-RPG that I have wanted to try so bad. I, I saw it at a used game store in Denver, and they were charging like 200 bucks for it. And 
I was like, no, thank you. I yeah, played yeah. it when it came out. It was a good game. Was it $200 good? Uh, no. Okay, no. Just, just curious. Because like, then it came out on an price. iPhone for like even less. It was yeah, like, it was like six bucks or something stupid. Yeah. When, when my husband streamed games, he did a unique voice for each character in that game. And one of the ones that's a running joke in our house is uh, Inspector Campanella sounds like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Oh, dear God. So, so every once in a while, he'll go, hey, kitty, ow! And I'll start cracking up for no reason. What do you mean, try? Vonda, I was just bringing that up. But, yeah. Hey, kitty! Um, anyway, that's all the Nintendo Direct news. Um, now we've got more details for Atelier Ryza 3, including World Quest cooking, building, and the opening movie released. Do you guys, are you guys interested? I still need to finish two. I still I, need to finish one. I, yeah, same here, Kelly. I I have both of them, um, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, you know, kind of into it for whatever, whatever. but, like, the, the, these, this has been the only Atelier games I've tried, and I like what I've played, and I don't know. It's just, uh... I'll buy it because the you know it seems to go out of print kind of quickly and then, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll buy it when it comes out, but God only knows when I'm going to get to it. Yep, same. Um, Asteragos Curse of the Stars DLC has been announced. I don't even remember Asteragos Curse of the Stars. I was going to say, what's that? But is it um, <laughs> the one that has the Greek and Roman mythology in it? Oh Action yeah, RPG. yeah. Um, what's the DLC gonna have? Um, you're returning to the city of Aphis, where the path to Phantasma, the realm of heroes, is reopening. You're gonna face off against legendary heroes of previous eras known as the Paragons. What um, a unique yay. concept! <laughs> I have never heard of this thing in a video game before. Give, let me give you all of my money. Um, Cape's publisher and console release announced this is going to be a tactical superhero game that's going to launch later this year. So if you don't like the card-based one of Marvel Midnight Suns, you can just have different type of tactical hero, but superhero RPG. Yeah, with, with uh, no Marvel. With, with superheroes that are like superheroes you know, but with the serial numbers filed off. Yeah, pretty exactly. Much. So even though they'll have distinct names, you'll still call them Superman and Batman and Aquaman. Because that's what I do every time I see knockoff superheroes. If it lets me make a gambit, fine. <laughs> Man, you're a bigger gambit Nobody than does, I am. Gambit's powers are stupid. He charges, oh, he charges objects with power. He uh-huh. has no innate abilities, which means anybody could just punch him and take him out. Right, but you got to get past all the cards flying at you. No, he, what cards? And then he's got a staff. It, the, he doesn't even have powers that let him throw cards in any sort of superhuman way. He just powers up things and makes That's them explode. Fine. That's cool. You only like him because of the accent. Let's admit it. <laughs> no, yes. no. I mean, He's he also got a cool staff. And, He's got and a I staff. wish I could pull off a trench coat like that. <laughs> I like Gambit, too. I'm just saying. His, his whole kit is dumb. <laughs> you're you're trying to start a, fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogue is a much it. better c- kit, you know? He could throw anything at you and charge it up and make it go kablooey. Yeah, but again, he has to throw a thing at you with his hands, which means he's beaten by a gun. 
If you're not well, gunproof, you're not a good superhero in this universe. Well, that's, that's when you have Colossus get in front of you. Oh, and you goodness. Just, and, and you do the, the range damage. So now you, you charge up Colossus and throw Colossus at the enemy. Now, if he's strong <laughs> enough to cl- throw Colossus, we're, we're having a different conversation. But I don't believe he is. Well, what if he charges him and then pushes them? <laughs> just, you don't need to charge him. Just th- push Colossus onto somebody. He's well, heavy. You don't need to, but I mean, you know, it's, it's extra effect. <laughs> Mythos and extra damage most, most superheroes are not gun proof which is why most superhero comic writing is dumb because it ignores guns <laughs> and Vaughn says Cyclops' power which is just basically shooting punches with his eyes because they're concussive not piercing really well, I thought they, they were kept... piercing okay well, because I... they in the cartoon lied to us then because it, they certainly cut off the sentinels heads yeah they do pierce a lot but I guess they just push it off okay yeah, they're not they're actually well, piercing it was said that the cartoon could be G-rated so that he could still use it on people without, you know, turning them into a bloody mess like Homelander. Well, didn't he have um, like a little adjustable thing on his thing too, or yeah. he could like, yeah, yeah. See, there you go. It, you it, click it's, it down. It's concussive at <laughs> yeah. lower energy, set, and then set optics to higher. stun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, and Vaughn says that Sentinels in that cartoon were made with tissue. Paper, they were. And he's not wrong. They that's why. That's why tissue. Gambit could beat them. You know, actually, I don't remember a game that actually could beat them. Now <laughs> <laughs> that I'm thinking about it, concussive in a small area and small areas of effect is essentially piercing. <laughs> Supercharge me, Gambit, Colossus. I, I mean, yeah, you you can uh, punch through a wall, and that's still a pierce. <laughs> so what you need to do is charge Wolverine's claws, and then have Colossus throw Wolverine. It's a it's a three person special. See, there you go. It, it, it yeah, it, it it's one of those attacks from Chrono Trigger. There you go. Have uh oh, him- Tan- we've got a lot of input on this on this discussion in the chat. Actually, the visor just allowed him for him to control the size of the rain, not its impact, says Tam. <laughs> and Vaughn says what you're describing is a fastball special. The Gambit yeah. didn't well, yeah, actually charge, charge him. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand the special was a thing. That's why I know about it. But could, could Gambit charge up Mjolnir and then have Thor throw it? I don't know. Would it explode? <laughs> and if it did, would that be the equivalent of a supernova? Marvel's what if mistakes of Gambit? Just a yeah. whole series of Gambit charging things that he shouldn't charge. <laughs> All right, I want to. I want to see it. I want to see yeah, it. Gambit's right. new show. Somebody will it charge. <laughs> will it charge? <laughs> each one has to take place in its own multiverse because each episode ends its multiverse. Yeah, Gambit destroys the universe again. Look at that! Look at that rap scout, and he just shrugs like, "Whoops." <laughs> you don't need to be worthy of touching Mjolnir. You just have to be worthy to lift it. Yeah, exactly. You can touch it all you want. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of enemies touch it when their faces are pounded in by it. <laughs> no, no, no. See, that's that's it. No, they don't actually get touched. They're repelled because they're not allowed to touch it. Right? No. Well, no. They no. Touch, they, they I'm joking. Okay, I like that. Down. I like that. That's an interesting avenue to explore, however. <laughs> Does the hammer not actually touch them? It's just a magnetic force that rejects their unworthiness. All right. <laughs> If Rogue absorbs Gambit's charge, could she charge Gambit while absorbing There's Gambit? There's an easy way to test this, by the way. Wow. We look at the hammer while it's resting on the floor. Is there a gap between the hammer and the floor? Well, but because it's not, the floor would not be worthy. 
Well, I was going to say, but but it only does that for for living objects, though, right? I, I why am I talking about this? I'm not a Marvel expert at all. <laughs> Emperor Mythos, technically in the comics, Gambit's powers are much more powerful, but he had to go to Mister Sinister to tone down his powers. Okay, See, there we go, Chris. So there. <laughs> Gosh, I'm think- now I'm thinking about the episode of the Big Bang Theory that offended me because it had the girls in the comic book store scene, which was stupid. But they were like, "Could could uh, the Hulk lift Mjolnir?" Well, no, Hulk could lift Thor, who could lift Mjolnir, and they were arguing about it. And well, couldn't the Hulk? The, then the just Hulk pick can't up the lift ground? it only because it's of magic, right? That yeah. the magic counters physical prowess. That's all. It's it's nothing. Yeah, but then you can just pick up the street that it's embedded in, basically, and throw the well, street at it. Well, I mean, unless the hammer doesn't want to move, right? Because then it'll just it'll just stay there, and the street will have a hole in it. <laughs> and, and Thor Ragnarok established that both of those weapons have feelings. So, um, storm. What is what was it called? Von Storm. Stormax. Stormbringer. Storm. Let's go, Stormbringer. Shadowbringers. Stormbringer. Final Fantasy fourteen. Stormbringer. Yeah, because Stormbringer was getting jealous about. Uh, That's Love and Thunder, not Ragnarok. Oh, wait, oh. sorry, my bad. I oh. didn't watch Love and Thunder because I hear it's... Even Anna, who enjoyed it, was, I said, was it good? And she gave me um, the same answer that Josh gave me about Midnight Suns earlier. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Would um, you say? Uh, <laughs> actually, no, no she, I think she liked it more than... Jo- or less than Josh likes Midnight Suns. <laughs> I- I loved it, but it also had kind of a bitchin' soundtrack that was all Guns N' Roses, so... Oh, that's that's you liking the soundtrack, not the movie. There's a difference. Eh. But not much Potato, one. potato. Yeah, you're right. I liked Peacemaker for the same reason. I mean, I like Ease 3 on the Super Nintendo soundtrack, but that game is a little rough. I have not watched... What if I not watched Marvel? No, we're not doing this. Okay, so what? what's hey. next? What's next? <laughs> they have a publisher. It's a tactical superhero game. You could test all this crap out yourself. You know, Chris, you wanted a classic MMO. Why can't you find a City of Heroes private server? I, I'm not in. I don't want a superhero MMO. I do want okay. kind of like a traditional low fantasy, high fantasy aesthetic, medieval aesthetic. Um, I could be talked into sci-fi, but not superheroes. Um, that's just giving me too many um, My Hero Academia vibes. Okay, fair enough. I, you know I, what? I, if it was really good, I'd probably get into it. But like, uh, again, w- just to be clear, if there was a current one, I would consider it. I'm trying to stick to more currently maintained, developed games. And yes, I know they're still putting out expansions for EverQuest. But can we move on from EverQuest? Like, want something new, ish? <laughs> could Gambit charge Cyclops's eyes to shoot Wolverine while Colossus throws him into the Juggernaut? I, I don't even know. I don't think that would work. <laughs> so I think the theory with um, uh, why are we still talking about this? Dear God, we shouldn't be. No, no. Okay. Well, that's just my husband trolling there, trying to come up with the most absurd scenario just to confuse us. I, I'm going to read the Kickstarter check-in. Um, sort of the Necromancer Revenant. Uh, this is a sequel to sort of the Re- Necromancer. Which when did that come out? 2001. Twenty one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say what? No, sorry, that was me misreading a number. <laughs> Sequel, twenty-two years in the making. Uh, did discalcula is a thing, guys. <laughs> uh, um, so this is going to be coming out for pretty much everything, and it has a new protagonist, Kara, 
um, with the previous protagonist from the other game returning, and you're traveling across the world, assisting assisting with the rest- restoration of the sacred city of Uda to gain access to more facilities. So wait, the original sword of the necromancer was a dark cloud clone? I've never heard of it. <laughs> we covered I'm it. I'm with you, Chris. I don't remember it, Kelly. You're using the sword of the necromancer to resurrect defeated monsters allies. I remember uh, the the dancing one of the necromancer game. That's a thing. Oh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah. That's that yeah. I remember, but yeah. not Sword of the Necromancer. I, I was gonna say that that title just the most like what generic stuff can we throw in for a game title? Sword of the Necromancer Revenant. This looks okay ish. Yeah, it, it it looks a little bit more advanced over the first game. Yeah. The first game was a little bit more 16-bit, and this looks a little bit more GameCube-ish. Oh, that's not really my style necessarily, but Cyril says the, the town- first one was disappointing. <laughs> when I saw the town building stuff, which reminded me of the original Dark Cloud, yeah. to which the, the town building was the only fun thing about Dark Cloud. More games should do town building, yeah. but it's hard to be make town building fun. Yep. So, I don't know. Uh, there was a game we- that did that recently. Like, God, I don't remember what the hell it was. It's going to drive me nuts now. Sorry for even bringing it up. <laughs> How dare you? Now we're all going to think it, about it. I suck. Was it a spiritual successor to ActRaiser, and then they just re-released ActRaiser? Oh, God, no. Uh, no. Uh, man, there is... I, I, it, it's completely gone. Oh, God. I don't even know if it was ever there. It just, uh, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's okay. Um, those <laughs> pledge are rent at least 20 to... 20 euro or 22 dollars will receive a digital copy of this game as part of their backer rewards. I did not get a chance to see what the big uh, big backing thing was. Hold on, hold on, I'll find out. It's important that we know what you can spend a bazillion dollars on. Let's find out. Kickstarter, Kickstarter, Kickstarter. Alright, scroll way down. Nope, scroll way down in this scroll bar. All right. If you want to spend 4,500 euros or more, you get everything. Your Revenant design, your boss design, your monster design, collector's edition, trading card game deck, trading card game deck, other deck, three acrylic standees, an acrylic standee, a keychain, enamel pin, a sticker pack, paper caps, blah, 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 beta access. Okay. So there's no like meeting with the devs or anything like that. So you get to design things in the game though. So. A boss and a special summon is like the, the highest level one and you get all the previous ones. So you're you're designing lots of things for the game. So you have to do work. That sucks. What what and what's the highest level the where you don't have to do work? Um fan edition, two hundred Euros. Much cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I prefer that one. I don't want to do work. <laughs> like At least making games is hard. Have lunch with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> And that is all the, the major news blurbs. Now we've got um, briefs, uh, new release dates, new demos. So Void Terrarium 2 has a demo out now. Anybody, okay. I think Alex is the only one that plays the Void Terrarium games. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The the one where it's the last human on Earth and you're yeah. playing as a robot that's keeping it alive in a terrarium. Yeah. So, Only the last human has like a uh, tentacle growing out of her eye. The last human is in tech captivity. <laughs> the galaxy is at peace. Well, that makes more sense. <laughs> Considering. It, it kind of does, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, just get rid of us and everything. Probably be hunky dory. But anyway. Eh. But then who would take care of all the cats? 
They, they could probably take care of themselves. Robot Kel. Um, the demo is available for PS4 and Nintendo Switch, and the game comes out on February 28th. So that's that. During the Nintendo Direct, they announced the Octopath Traveler 2 prologue demo that's available now. You get three hours of playtime, uh, and your progress does carry over. But, but you just get three hours of playtime? Yeah. That's lame. So yeah. S- speed run that crap. Apparently. Um, the game... Do I need to play Octopath on? 1 before playing Octopath 2? Do we know? Probably Doesn't matter. Not. Um, my my issue with those time demo sort of things is like, I've got kids and like, I'll, I'll sit no. down to play something. Daddy, can no. you get me? And I'm like, nah, okay, hold on. It's like, so does the clock continue if you sleep the switch? That's what I was concerned about. There was a uh, switch game that I, uh, I put into sleep mode or I put my switch in sleep mode and didn't come back to it for like four or five days. And I had racked up all the hours in game nice. that way too. I was like, what the hell? How did I put a, like 200 hours into this game? It doesn't make any sense. Because it sounds like you have to program if you want to ignore sleep mode counts for time, and people don't always do that. Apparently. Yep. So, um, so yeah, the game comes out on February 24th, and so that way you can try the game. Um, I, I downloaded it and intended to play it for the show and just ran out of time. Not not the game. Not the like, game. <laughs> not the not the three hours. Yeah. All right. No, uh, didn't get a ch- chance to play because I wanted to play more Fire Emblem. Um, we've also got Woe Long Fallen Dynasty getting its final demo this month. Uh, this is going to be available on twenty from the twenty fourth through March twenty sixth, and yeah, this is the pretty much the last demo that they're releasing before. The How many game demos releases. have they had? Don't know. Okay. At least one other. I played it and I was like, oh, this is a Dark Souls type game. I'm oh. open out. Yeah, that's what I thought too. More of a Chinese Dark Souls. Oh, by Koei Tecmo, no less. So there you go. Oh, this is the new. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> sea of Stars. This is a follow up to another indie game, and I can never remember which one. Is it Dead Cells? No. Um... no Dead Cells is getting Castlevania DLC. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Sea of Stars that. isn't, I mean, it's a follow-up from the studio, but I don't think it's directly linked to the studio's previous work. If I'm, God, I'm trying to curse my old brain, I don't remember. Sea of Stars <laughs> is uh, Sunless the Sea, messenger. right? Or, the oh, messenger. messenger, Messenger. Oh, this there is the go. Chrono Trigger one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's going to launch on August 29th, and they also stealth uh, released a demo for this. I, it's showing the game's early stages, mechanics, and major characters. Yeah, this looks good, actually. I yeah. also downloaded this demo because I wanted to. But try it's not it launching until August. Yeah. yeah. And what the uh, hell? Yeah, Sonori Matsuda is a guest composer on it too. So that's yeah, something. that just what does that mean? I know. One I know track? It doesn't mean Who anything cares, anymore. Right. <laughs> I think like, it's actually a few. But okay, anyway, good. Yeah, it's just whatever. I hate the guest composer things because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to tease you and have a soundtrack that sounds very disjointed and because of it because yeah, like they're not even working with the other composers so that they can have it. They're just. Sorry, mm-hmm. I just think, no, like, I don't, I don't get know, that composer as a composer, if you can't, and that's fine if you can't, because they probably cost a lot, then don't yeah. get another good composer that you can't afford. I don't know. Anyway, the August, why is the demo out now? Because uh, so it's a Nintendo can... Direct. Okay. Yeah, so they, they, they didn't have very back? much on this Direct, Chris. They clearly needed to pad it somehow. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if people will give feedback about the demo and they can include some of the feedback in the game at that point. 
Okay. Just a thought. That's a reasonable. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, the Darkest Dungeon 2 is fully launching in May. This is a sequel to that very grim dark uh, Darkest Dungeon. Um, told that you had to like manage pl- uh, people's sanity and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's also a limited time demo of this on Steam and the Epic Game Store that's going to be through the duration of Steam Next Fest, so you can check that out. Um, game was a little too grim dark for me. Um, we've got Everspace 2 fully launching in April. Is, is this a the Dr. Thunder Mass Effect? I, isn't Everspace more of just like a sort of just like the space exploration aspects of um, um, No Man's Sky? Is yeah. that what I'm? Yeah, I think it's kind That's of what, what it looks like. Yeah, because I think I think I played the first Everspace um, when it was on Game Pass, if I'm remembering right, but. It might have been something else that looked like it, and I could be wrong. So yeah, I believe isn't this more of a space sim economy sort of thing, like kill things right. and, and trade and stuff like that. I think so. That sounds what Everspace One was. Uh, fast-paced single-player spaceship shooter with worthwhile exploration in space and on planets. Tons of loot, RPG elements, mining. So it's it's an engrossing space sim. So expect it to take a bazillion hours. Still out before Star Citizen. <laughs> uh, everything is so. I think we're gonna have the heat death of the universe. Yeah, before Star exactly. Citizen. And then my great grandchildren will die before that. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Monster Menu: The Scavengers Cookbook is coming out in May. This is that it was a tactical roguelike dungeon crawler where you're eating the monsters. The game in, in uh, uh, Japanese is called Eating the Corpses as an Adventure Meal. <laughs> it's an NIS joint, so, you know. Yeah. No, you well, got an idea what to expect. Eating the Corpses as an Adventure Meal sounds like an anime title for an isekai. Yep. That definitely does. I've I've got this pre-ordered because I'm always for uh, Nisa, Nisa weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> um, Especially when it's not a, disguise, a rehashed Disgaea title, so this could be kind of interesting. See uh, ZHP and Makai Kingdom and all those weird weird games that came out. And that, oh, it's going to be out on May 23rd in the U.S. and May 26th in Europe on PS4, PS5, and Switch. So that that is all of our news. That was a big news segment. Those darn nin, uh, Nintendo Directs. Yeah, they they take up a lot of time. Well, did we not have any editorial content this week? Nope, we were all pooped out after the uh, the the awards. Go read the awards again. And wow, yeah, that, that <laughs> protagonist looks like uh, Reen Schwartzer with the serial numbers filed off. Yeah, yeah, I okay, yeah, you're not wrong, Kelly. <laughs> Speaking of Reen Schwartzer. You can p- watch his anime where he's the bad guy. That's coming out. It's already out. It's a, on like it's country out now. and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, Josh, I need to get you on for that ta- or that uh, Trails in the Sky anime eventually. Oh <laughs> man, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, sorry. Yeah, no, it's, I just thought about that. I was like, oh, oh boy, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, Josh, weren't you on for the? Oh wait, I thought that you went on his show for another Trails thing, or am I mistaken? Uh, Soccer Wars. Soccer mm-hmm. Wars, right? And the Yakuza, Yakuza. movie. Yeah. yeah, Yakuza is good. Yeah, it was fun. 
we, we can we can wrap that back around. Yakuza movie is pretty actually pretty decent. My favorite bit is um oh god is uh, Majima coming around the corner to peek around the corner with the one eye with the eye patch over it. Yeah, that sounds that sounds on point. Yep. That's very Yakuza and Majima. (laughs) Have you done the Sonic over yet? Um the one from like the mid nineties, early nineties? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It didn't go up very high because also um, one of my co-hosts on there uh, absolutely hates Sonic. So oh. you need me on there to balance him out. Um, boy. Well, see, the guests have a little. Uh, let's yeah, say you're not going to be allowed to change the full ranking, Kelly. Yeah, but oh, um, we. Uh, but yeah, the, the guests have a little like maybe sway in um, our way of thinking, but um, we, we, we make the uh, final call because we're the ones who put ourselves through the torture of watching all of these movies as far as the ranking goes. <laughs> so does the, well, gotcha. the, yeah, the guest only watches the one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The true torture is for the listener having to listen to us. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I have watched a lot of video game movies. Have you watched 80 something? Cause I have. <laughs> Uh, well, that, that just said I forgot that you were counting Ovas, and no, I haven't seen all of those. I'm better for it, I promise. No, you're not. I can tell. <laughs> no. no, no, I, I do this. Okay, anyway, sorry. I'll have something. Moving on. Um. So, new question of the week, I guess. Uh, video game. Video game movies. Favorite video game movie. Video yeah, game we, movie you like ironically? Ooh. <laughs> How about um what's your favorite video game movie and why? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like if it's like, oh, this is actually a pretty decent film versus oh, this is just stupid and fun, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I mean, um is the best case for most of them. So years ago I would have said uh Advent Children just because I'm a huge Final Fantasy VII freak. Mm-hmm. But now that the both Sonic movies are out and they were actually really funny and charming, yes, um, those. Yeah, why aren't yeah. those higher on your list? They're not. They're not. Uh, they we haven't gotten them yet. Okay. Yeah, we're we're working our way. We're I think in like the early 2010s right now. So we're we're are you going there. chronologically. Yes, we are. Oh gosh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's been a real mistake. <laughs> well, you got to oh, add so the D and D movie in there now then. You better get in so there. you just you just finished Silent Hill Revelations, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. Darn, my tablet's on the other side of the room. I need to add you to my feed because this sounds like a fun podcast, and I'm always down Sometimes. for more content. <laughs> I mean, despite the subject matter, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we, we try to have fun with it, despite uh, yeah, <laughs> despite what we have to. Oh God, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Man, the battle scars, it sounds like your show has. All right, so what's what's next? Did we get our question? Are we done? Yeah, your favorite time to wrap video this up? game movie. Okay. Why? Chris, you going to tell us what's coming I out? I am going to tell you what's coming out right now. Right, right now. <laughs> right now. 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 Labyrinth of Gal- Galeria. Gal- Galeria? The Moon Society. Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. Tales of Symphonia, Wild Hearts, and Souls of Kronos. Uh, Wild Hearts is the EA um, Monster Hunter clone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, maybe I should play that. You gonna give that a try? 
I'll see what Phil, I know Phil's doing the review, so I'll see what he thinks. What's up? What's Souls of Kronos? Oh. Okay. It's like an action <laughs> RPG. Oh, okay. Because that seems like a title that was uh, made for uh, catching Dark Souls and Chrono Trigger fans somehow in the oh. SEO. Yeah, yeah, but take a look at the graphics. I'm sure it looks awful. Mm. 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 Let's check the announced trailer. Oh, yeah. Post-apocalyptic world. Young boy and a magic girl. Cross paths. Anime. Chibi art style, but not a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Action RPG. We'll see. Watch some reviews. See if see what you think. Make a decision. Because I, I don't I'm know. Um, theater Rhythm. That's also cool this week. I don't know anything about Labyrinthia of Galleria or which which re-release of Tales of Symphonia this is. Like, which number? So, that, that re-release is for Switch and PS4. And Xbox One. So. And Xbox One. Um, that, that Labyrinth game is a sequel to the um, NIS Labyrinth game that came out, I think, a couple of years ago. Labyrinth okay. Dusk. Uh-huh. Is that a first-person dungeon crawler? So Anna's going to play yeah. it? Yes. Anna, yeah. are you going to play Labyrinth of Galleria? Oh, why not? None of the games what? Oh, she says none of the games in that series are any good. Oh, well, so she's been fair. burned by this one. Is this the one you yelled at me to read an FAQ for? Oh, okay. There was one <laughs> she was so frustrated I had to read the FAQ for her because oh, she couldn't handle it anymore. And then, and then after that level, she shortly she gave up. Um, Labyrinthia is a sequel, and Spare is playing the first one on the channel. Hey, so we'll check it out next Saturday morning, or look for the VOD for this from earlier today, and see what you think. Um, yeah, and it looks like your lantern is also a slime monster. Okay, I don't know. Um, it's very anime. <laughs> go go read some reviews of that too. All right. Hi, thanks for listening. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for being on. Thank you, um, Jason Ariola. Well, thank you for having me, Chris Privetier. Thank you, um, Josh Carpenter. <laughs> thank you, Chris. <laughs> thank you, Kelly Ryan. Pouring one out for Marie. Oh, my buddy. Gosh, is it so hard to translate screen names to name names in my head today? <laughs> and thank you, dear listener. I don't know all your names, listeners. You got Vaughn, uh, Air Frog. Oh, no, we're not doing the romper room thing. No, I I see Billy and <laughs> Maddie and Timmy Emperor, and Emperor Jenny and <laughs> Mythos and Tam and Hazel and Hendeckable. All right. Whatever your name is, imagine we said it. All right. And thank you for listening. Yeah, well, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, read some reviews because uh, yeah, they're, they're things. I need to go keep leveling. I'm I'm level four and a half now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good job. They give you half levels? No, I'm just telling you where I am on the bar. Like, I'm <laughs> that just, wouldn't surprise me based it's, on everything I'm at said. 51% on the bar, and if you've been watching, I've been dying. <laughs> I saw you attacking a deer a little while ago. Yeah, it's it exciting deer attack time. Um, this is a very chill MMO. It's good for going to sleep. <laughs> I'll be honest. Or I, while, I, while I, doing I, other things, like watching a streamer or something. Ringing endorsement. I know, I know. All right. So with that, we'll see you next week. Till then, bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.